So Verizon, yeah? Um, I mean, they basically... Here, try, try, try talking into that thing. Um, and if you want, you can... So Matt here... Um, what's up, guys? We got Matt. Billy, come on over, dog. Uh, Matt is Pat and Susie's... Well, Matt is not Pat's brother, but well, brother-in-law, in maybe? But in a way, we are. Right. Um, brother-in-law, but, Okay, so, so Pat... So Susie is ver- our good friend, and Veronica's really good friend, and she has a sister... Um, who's amazing and um, we did her wedding and we did Susie's wedding and they're both really cool videos dude we just watched that video again the other day oh really phenomenal yeah it's fun it's really Timeless. touching yeah it's great yeah like, it goes in hard well, cause the, but it's also touching in the middle like yeah but, but they gave us their fucking you guys went to they gave us their trip like their honeymoon that we got to start it with like a crazy honeymoon shit that was the craziest part because you thought what am I getting myself into here? I'm right. not sure. Because yeah. it feels kind of like a, almost like a tripped out horror movie in the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> We're like bungee jumping and like doing that. Cri- yeah, we did our honeymoon in New Zealand. Right. We did the honeymoon in New Zealand. Right. And uh, Yeah, and I, I, I remember seeing some of those clips and then I asked you guys, I'm like, yo, send me whatever you can from that trip. But yeah. Out, it worked out perfect. We had so much footage from that. Yeah, so, so Matt... Is um, Susie's sister's husband, and he's super in the fucking tech. Like, dude was showing me like the 3D. So you work for Yahoo or, or Verizon? Yeah, yeah, I work Yahoo. for Verizon. That was weird. I've been with that. Yahoo for a while. Yeah, I went there straight after college. So I was at Yahoo for like five years. Yeah, and then Yahoo was acquired by Verizon, and then we formed a new company called Verizon Media. Which is so Verizon's business is split up into three big businesses. You have the Verizon Consumer Group, so that's like Verizon Wireless. Like you, they do your phone, uh-huh. you get your you're getting your four G, your five G coming soon. Uh-huh. And then Verizon Media is like mainly a collection of media brands and advertising platform and technology platforms for media. Uh huh. And then they have Verizon also has a third business called their Business Group, and that's where they do a lot of like B two B stuff. So they're like working directly with like governments to do infrastructure that type of shit right you know um, i'm gonna get a water for us all oh cool hmm? hey billy oh hi what's your name hey my name's matt <laughs> it's what it's matt matt i nice to meet you matt. nice to meet you well i'm feeling a little funky a little funky with this oh what happened i did that but i think it's this vape i don't know why it's affecting me oh what kind of vape is it just a regular 50% nicotine salt thing. Oh, weird. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, Matt, are you from this area? Uh, yeah, I live down in Santa Monica. But were you, where were you born? I was born uh, down in Redondo Beach, and then I grew up in Ohio, actually, in Cleveland. Oh, wow. How about you? I was born in uh, Canoga Park, which is now West Hills, hmm. in the valley. Um, that's cool. And so you work in for Verizon. Yeah. Verizon how do you know Pat? Oh, how do I know Pat? So I met Pat and Veronica uh, through my sister-in-law, Susie. Uh-huh. 
and we met years ago and uh pat did our wedding video which was really fun uh-huh and then yeah i don't know we so met we just met years back and we've just been friends so since. are you good friends with veronica or is yeah, coachella just, friends yeah no they're they're good friends but we're good not, friends too not like i don't know he's just like the cool smart I don't want to say nerd, but like maybe kind of. I'll own that. Yeah, but like fun, like I don't know. And and I like and they out on shit. Would Pat, would you consider yourself a nerd? No. No. I mean I, I in some ways, like, but I just wasn't I mean, I don't know, like It depends so on like what that word that. means. I kinda yeah. wanna be. I, I yeah. would be. I, I just am was my shit was way too crazy for that. I feel like the word nerd to me. Can I definitely am have attributes, tech attributes like nerd. Yeah, but to me, like nerd and tech are different things. Nerd is more like obsessing into like these like niche things. Like yeah. that's what I get on well, the then, nerd yeah, vibes. One hundred percent. I obsess that's over what I <laughs> Star Wars, Prometheus, sci-fi. Yeah, come all on, the dude. nerdy shit. Like you know, I'll fucking algorithms, fucking social media. Um, but. Uh, Somewhere along the line, nerd went from a bad term to a good term. Yeah. Yeah. So, so they had a great time in Coachella and had some psychedelic Coachella experiences. Such a bummer so, that Coachella's pushed out. Are you like a good kid? You went to high school and did well and went to college and did well and you got yep. a good job. And Yeah. yeah wow. You crushed. That's amazing. Huh. I Thank rarely you. meet people like that. You're like a phenomena. I feel really. Phenomena. Well, I think I actually was really excited when he was in there because I was like, dude, we need to get someone on that's like not a fucking hope to die drug addict alcoholic. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because a lot of times we have. Uh, well, Mikey was pretty is pretty successful, and so is, I'm probably spacing. We have a lot of great guests on this podcast. Yeah, they're but, they're good and successful people, but they've been like. Uh, well, m- m- most of our guests are alcoholics. But mm-hmm. I love that you're not, and we were just talking a little bit about God. I was just saying how it always, I just played him the Alan Watts. I, you know, I posted that on the Instagram today. That right? resonated. Yeah. Right. 100%. Which part? Which part? I mean, what did you play for him? Let's see if he can. Oh, the Alan Watts thing? Try, so, to, try to reiterate it. Yeah, it was basically, he told a story about a man who had a horse who ran away. So people were asking him, well, are you, what was it, dude? Oh yeah. People were at, people were asking him, oh, aren't you upset that, aren't you upset? Aren't you upset that you lost your horse? Oh, maybe. And then the horse came back with a bunch more horses. So it was like a good thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, how does that make you feel? Um, I don't know. Maybe it's okay. And then his son got injured on the horse. It's basically showing like your perception of, positive or negative thing, things is just relative mm-hmm. and that if you approach things from a state of emptiness then it, to me it's actually about expectation it's like what are your expectations about a situation and you approach it from a place of emptiness then you can be happy yeah well yeah I look at it as like um, you just don't know what circumstances you don't know what's going to happen and often things that are bad or good or good or bad but he's saying there's no yeah. good and bad i don't know um 
Man, you're going to have to do a lot of talking, which I'm glad you do, because I'm just out of it. <laughs> okay, so Verizon is, are they going to come out with like a browser? Yahoo is their browser, right? Well, we don't make a browser. We're, just, we're a website. We make apps. So Verizon basically, and Verizon also doesn't make phones. You said you thought they made phones. Verizon basically builds all the infrastructure to bring service to your phone. So mm-hmm. you can make phone calls, so you can get on the so, internet. So who makes the phone that you buy from Verizon? Usually Apple. But like, depends how you huh, ride. Really, Is Verizon, yeah. the company that contracted with the government to put five G on all the on the all the uh, light posts and stuff like that. We are putting five G around. I'm not sure if it's contracted with the government, but yeah, we are putting we are putting five G all around. It's gonna it's gonna <laughs> it's gonna change. It's gonna significantly change the way we live. That's because, for sure. Because it's faster. Yeah, significantly faster. Not just faster. It's like. Higher so wait higher download speeds, so you can download a lot more data fast, but you can also upload things a lot faster. So wait, we don't have five G right now. No, but why does it say five on the phone when you have service? It says five. What is that? Five G E or what? Yeah, I don't know. Five something. Five G. It says five G. It says five G. No. No. Not from Verizon. Not yet. I don't think. Well, I have AT and T. That's five G E, right? Probably. Yeah, so they, they came out. Basically, 5G represents a, a fundamental change in the infrastructure that allows for internet to come to your phone. And one way to yeah, think... Yeah, 5GE. Yeah, it's bullshit. I mean, it says 5G, and there's like a little E, <laughs> right? Like, what is... I'm I mean, like thinking the what, whole time, like... From what, I, from what I understand about it, that's more of a marketing ploy that doesn't actually represent... 5G. Full 5G infrastructure rollout and all wow. the advantages. I mean, for example, like that iPhone doesn't have the chip necessary to to receive faster internet from the new 5G network. Mm-hmm. So it's not true 5G. So is 5G like a Verizon thing? Every company is rolling out their own infrastructure. For 5G. It's kind of, think about it this way. Like when you have phone service, when you're in different places, sometimes you have service with AT&T and you don't have service with Verizon. Yeah. It's not equal. I mean, like, that's the only reason I have a phone from AT&T is because, because of this specific location. I like Verizon better, hands down. Yeah. They have way better service, most of the places. Yep. But here, AT&T is a little better. Dead spot. Yeah, it makes and, sense. And, 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 and also where my parents live, which is weird. So mm. you're saying we're going to all have to buy new phones for your 5G? Yeah. Well, I mean, you, you, there's but you'll always new... you'll always have you'll always have current support oh, for 4G. Yeah, there's, it's, there's it's gonna, backward compatible. Which there'll is be good. a new phone. There's only going to be a new phone every fucking six months at, at the yeah, most but... from now on till the end. I mean, it's just going to keep getting technologies just growing exponentially. But yeah, 5G is going to enable a lot of really cool stuff to happen for sure. I can't wait. Yeah, it's going to be great. I mean, some people. I definitely understand the very small, limited thinking of like, no, I don't want technology. <laughs> I, no, I, I just yeah. don't. I have a, no, I'm not saying you're that way. I'm no, saying, no, but Angela was, and, and she yeah. explained to me how not only is it, it's like a thousand times the wave. It's not the same as what we're using now. That's it's, right. It is different. It's like a thousand times stronger. 5G. Well, yeah, and it's no, like a, that's not is, right. I can't remember. So can't. it's it's basically transmitting uh, information over a higher frequency. Yeah, so it's... 
Yeah. Instead of a wave, it's like a. Yeah, that's that's right. But yeah, the yeah. strength of that wave is actually a lot less. Like for example, the the waves that are powering your phone right now are more like that. Yeah. Lower frequency, but those are actually stronger. That can go through doors. It can go through windows. It can go through people. Five uh-huh. G is going to be much higher frequency. Mm-hmm. which can't go through this mic. It can't go through me. Uh, it just like hits it and dies basically. Really? Yeah. So then how do you get it in your house? You have to f- special equipment or something. Yeah. There's going to be like, there's a lot more of these smaller nodes that are going to be in the street on the, fl- on like light posts and stuff. And then that's, th- they're basically all kind of mirroring the frequency around them. So it creates like a mesh network. Interesting. And then it yeah. can come through because it's close. Or yeah, but they're, they're developing a lot of technology that allows for... Because basically the you'll have 5G in your house because it'll be driven by your router and your Wi-Fi over time as well. So they're like legitimately like installing a bunch of shit all over the place right now. Huge, oh, yeah. Huge. It's massive infrastructure overhaul. Wow. Yeah, it's, it's a big change. And no one even knows like what's happening. I mean, I mean, like you do. I but do, like, but, but but normal people don't even realize that no. Verizon and AT and T and all these companies have just been grinding for the past like year or more. Well, that's what I mean Probably by not, contracting yeah. with the government because they want to use all the structures that already exist to put little. I mean, I I know I know that Verizon definitely has relationships with the government. That's just not the part that I'm involved in because I work purely on the consumer end. Like, I work on apps like. Yahoo Mail, like HuffPost, Yahoo.com. Huffington Post. Well, that's the old name. Now it's HuffPost. So HuffPost is a massive blog or website. Website, yeah. And it's owned by Verizon now? Verizon Media. It's actually, it was owned by Verizon before Yahoo was acquired. So Verizon Media. So what? I mean, is there, why am I not like understanding... Are you guys making movies or? No, we run um, basically like news websites and communication tools like Yahoo Mail. I mean, Yahoo Mail is massive. Yeah. It's like the second biggest email client after Gmail. Whoa. We have like hundred, hundreds of millions of users. Yeah. I'm on, I'm on Yahoo. <laughs> it's, so it's, I have a Yahoo. It's like my older account. Yeah. But I still rock it for... It's my, it's actually my Apple username is, is a Yahoo email. Oh, nice. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. I, I think our email client's actually really good. I use, I use Gmail for work because huh. I actually find it to be more of an enterprise focused app. You call it a client. Yeah. Huh. So that's typically when we're talking about software development. And when you say client side, that would be the, the software developers that are building the app like that you use on your phone mm-hmm. or the website that you use on your computer. And then backend or server side would be the engineers that are writing all the services that power that experience, like provide all the data to the phone, for example. Mm-hmm. So what does your job look like? I mean, you, you walk into your office and you sit down in front of your computer and what sort of things do you do? Um, so I lead product uh, for all media experiences across all those so brands. You're like a manager kind of? Yeah, I'm a product manager. So I work really closely with engineers and designers. Um, and I'm basically the way to think about it is like the CEO of the product that I oversee. So I work really closely to set the roadmap for all the features that we're going to be building in the product. Like one, one of the products I oversee is the article page on yahoo.com. 
So have you ever looked at an article on Yahoo before mm-hmm. or HuffPost? Mm-hmm. So you make sure that content going out is the. Leg- I actually develop the product itself. So if you go and what use do you mean the, the product, like so, like if I I can send you like a link to an article on Yahoo.com right now, uh-huh. like that experience. I'll just show you. It's on my. So you mean the technical, like how it? I don't get it. So I'm I'm very not techie. So oh yeah, don't even don't even worry about it, dude. So see how when I go to Yahoo.com on my phone, yeah, how it loads up and like this whole thing is an experience. Like we we like I work like I work really closely with engineers and designers. So we design the look and feel of this page. See the design, the layout, how you operate it, and then like how all the interactions work, like. So, like, this article experience is one, one of the experiences that I overlook. Yeah. Oh, I see. So, you work closely with them to, to have the page come and work the way it works. Yeah, so we oversee, you know, making sure that the page loads really fast, making sure that the design is clean and you have a good layout, that there's a good balance. There's not too many ads. That's another thing I oversee is making sure that there's a nice balance of good user experience, but we're also making revenue and bringing in money. And so to produce that, what does that look like? Is that all coding stuff or? Yeah. In order to actually create it, it's predominantly, yeah. Writing, writing software. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Designing, designing, designing. We do a lot of work like in Photoshop and sketch. Yeah. I can understand that. I just have no idea like how you make it work. I just like, what? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know, it's the HTML, right? Or is it? Yeah. There's lots of different like software languages that we use. So you like get even, you get that too, huh? Yeah, I'm a, I mean, I'm a little bit... You're not, right, like, right programming, now, but you get it, kind of. I mean, I right now I have really good knowledge at, like, a system architecture level. I mean, I studied software development for, like, six years. Mm. So I used to be a developer. Didn't find as much uh, gratification out of that. I got a lot more gratification out of, like, leading teams, focusing on solving people's problems with software. Wow. And, like, working on cool media formats. Like, like, like a problem being, like, oh, they got stuck here. Yeah. Or like they didn't, uh, this wasn't user friendly or yeah. So you're cause like last time we were together, he was showing me this really cool 3d. Yeah, I can show you some cool 3d shit. Plus he was showing me Quibi or wait. Oh yeah. I showed you that. Wait, that's the video app. Yeah. Vertical videos. I don't think they're doing very well now though. Right. Yeah, yeah that's sure. kind of. I saw an email of Bob Lefset. You know who Bob Lefset is? I don't know. No, he's just that? this guy. He's like a, got this massive uh, email thing, and it, he's usually right about a lot of shit. And he was saying how Quibi. <clears throat> I don't know, but it wasn't good. Something about how it was not going to work because of something. See, so you work with artists and engineers. Like, do you have an artist who like? Plans, yeah. layouts, and pictures. And yeah. So you get to be somewhat creative and stuff. Well, that's fun. And right? manage it. It's a nice balance. Yeah. yeah. It sounds like the kind of the perfect. I'm like very much like that too. Like I don't want to be doing, I don't want to edit the whole video, but I like to be able to, you know, and then I also, you know, yeah, I, I like, like with Ridge, I, I get to do, I didn't actually make the video. 
but I was like the one that was able to. I feel like it's really comparable in that way. Honestly, yeah, it's like your producer in a way, basically manager yeah. producer. It's very similar to producer executive producer. Yeah, when creating content, which is dope. And I and I also get to work with a lot of content creators too. Yeah, because we have a huge staff that makes content for Yahoo and HuffPost, all our brands. We have other brands like TechCrunch and Autoblog. Mm. We've got a lot of brands. So he was saying that he went to see ByteDance uh, like two Dude, years ago. Look at this. Ago. Look at this. We, did, we just did this deal with... Uh, yeah, Billy will trip on this shit. Here. Oh my God. Where's that car? Over there. Yeah, look. Hold the point phone over there. See that? Oh. <laughs> Wait, there's a black... The car is on a black mat. Yeah. What's the mat? I, I thought that was just, I thought that was my yoga mat. So <laughs> it just puts an image that's not there there. But you can actually get up and walk around that. Like that's 3D. <laughs> if you want to, you can also pinch and zoom on the phone, make the 3D model bigger. You can like control the model if you move it around. Huh. So you can stick this in your videos or what? Is, what how? Do, wow. Yeah, it's kind of like the filters that Snapchat and right. Instagram have. But we're, we're going more after contextual use cases. So we're, we're recreating objects that look very, very realistic. Like, that's not a real car. That's a 3D rendering of a car. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, it, looks, yeah. Yeah. it does look real. But we worked with Ford. That's the new Ford e-Mustang that's coming out next year. Really? That's the Mustang? Yeah, the new one. It's Interesting. The, fu- the fully electric. Oh. Yeah. We, so. we launched that, like, a month ago with them. The other cool part about this tech is normally in order to experience something like that, you have to download an app in order to use it. Right. Like you can't use like Snapchat's filters. You have to download Snapchat, right? Uh-huh. Here you don't uh-huh. have to download anything. Right. I can just send you a link to that. You can have it on your phone right now. Right. That's different. Wow. So, wow. I'll send it to you, dude. So what do you... Okay, well, let me just let's just go back to the fucking TikTok thing because yeah, TikTok, let's talk about TikTok. TikTok is legitimately changing my life. So this podcast went from I don't know. I was excited to get to like five thousand, ten thousand downloads. We have over thirty thousand now, mm-hmm. and like real people listening, selling merch. You know, I got two hundred and sixty thousand on TikTok now. And dude, congrats. That's amazing. Yo, but like, that's my, insane. <laughs> I bought I, my YouTube went from eight. Now I have 20,000 on YouTube Sick. and growing. And now my Instagram went from like 10 to now I have 21 on Instagram. So, but it's like, it's like feeding everything. It's feeding dude. everything, bro. Wow. And it's changed my life. Um, because like, I'm not, you know, I'm not getting views from trends or dances or it's just me. Yeah. So they're like actual fans and, and Veronica, it's our life. It's sobriety. It's, it's just, so it's incredible uh, because the algorithm allowed, I think the people like to decide what they like. Yeah. That's what it does. Yeah. (laughs) Rather than like, Oh, you didn't spend the money or whatever enough, enough people, reacted to the, my raw, That's, whatever. I mean, they like, they legitimately have the best, I think, personalization algorithm mm-hmm. in the world right now. Oh my God. It's, it's better. It's honestly better than anything Google or Facebook has. I mean, it's not even close. Like, I feel like you open TikTok, brand new user. You didn't sign in. You didn't give them anything within, within like 
five actions, they like know who you are. <laughs> it's, it's like crazy. it's like pretty crazy. Actually. Yeah, because an action could be like, oh, you watched more than one second of this video. The thing you need to keep everything in, is an action. Yeah, but like the thing you need to keep in mind with all app development, and this is why the whole privacy thing is important. Like every action that you take, assume that the app that you're in is logging that in logging that and then yeah. and then trying to make the product better based yeah. on it yeah, yeah. I, I honestly i don't have any problem with any of that i don't i don't really know why everyone's fucking all tripping about all this shit like i don't care i i don't care if if they're filming and recording me right now i don't i'm not tripping i don't know why everyone is yeah there's a to be honest there's a there's a lot of there's a lot of blowback on it Yeah. Oh, is that food? Oh, are you gonna get your? Did, did you get yeah. food? Food's here. Oh wow. Okay. So so yeah. TikTok's crazy, and Matt was over at Byte Dance before this shit popped off, and you were saying how you kind of knew just based on what you saw when you went there. Yeah, I mean, we visited Byte Dance. We visited a lot of Chinese companies, and the thing, just the work ethic, the number of developers they have working on these products, like. It's thousands of people. Yeah, so you walked into a room and you were like, whoa. There's like a lot of people coding, <laughs> like head down. Like it was early in the morning. Chinese people. Yeah, yeah. Not it's that just Americans a, aren't smart, but I mean, let's just be real. Like, Asians are better at math. <laughs> no? <laughs> I mean, I don't maybe. know. I, I just, in my maybe, mind. Maybe, but I think it's a worth, work ethic. That thing. too. I think it has more to do with like the societal structure over there and like the way well, because you're it guided. Did, so it didn't come down to a graphic or a user experience or it came down to an algorithm. I think it was a com- combination of things made TikTok for work. For sure. They have a super innovative user experience. Well, yeah, yeah. The, the, the flipping of vertical video is like really sticky. Yeah. And it's the, better and than the stories. For you and, the, uh, and flips, dude. It's, but the for you and the following, it's so simple. It is. And it's like, oh, it's just, yeah, it's insane. But I mean, it just seems, I always thought like, wow, like, you know, they took every single amalgamation of things and they just put them all into this one thing. And they're like, we're going to give people the best content experience. They They also spent like billions of dollars on marketing in the U S wow. I think in 2018, they spent, they spent over a billion on Snapchat, just on Snapchat. I think I heard Mm. maybe it was just a billion in the U S but they, they, they went after the younger audience to get them to like get on the app. Yeah. I mean, I remember using, I don't think they're running them as much now. Okay. So I just spent $6,000 on ads on YouTube. Nice. For our little show we're trying to make and all my shit. Yeah. And I'm like hesitating to continue to spend more. Mm. But when I hear shit like that, like it's pay to play right now. Yeah. I mean, I'm growing organically. You should just be able to, yeah, you can't pay for organic growth. I mean, that's the. No, and I'm getting that. But I want to really, I want to go even further because I don't think that, I think there are too many people that are paying to play. Yeah. That if you really want to compete in like the real world of like influencers, you kind of have to spend some money. I would just view it as a business, honestly. Oh, it is. It's just straight ROI. Like, are you getting like what is the return on the it's a, investment? It's about like a dollar twenty-five per follower. Yeah, on YouTube. 
That's yeah, if you want to get what, like really gnarly into it, then you like figure like what we do is like we figure we actually figure out like lifetime value or average revenue per user. Like these are metrics that we look at so we can make decisions on like, okay, like am I making more than a dollar twenty five on that user? If so, wow. then like it probably makes sense to spend it, you know? But I mean for me, like I just know that I will. I know. Then in that case point. I would keep spending because we have so many different we have the merch, we have the podcast yeah. meeting, plus we're trying to help people. And a lot of people have been getting helped. Dude, that's so that's hard. That's harder to measure. Yeah, Even people that you don't know or can never measure because they just, they see your message, you yeah, know, and it helps like, them. That's the thing for me is the other night I was doing a video about like the amount of people that are in pain that are yeah. messaging me about like, Oh, you know, I want to kill myself or my husband is in jail or I don't know how to get my son. So are you inspired me to like, and it's just like, all right, well, what's so the amount? I, can I you give ha- me an average have to do this now. Cause what, yeah. can you, what's the amount? Can you just give me a guess number of how many you're getting a day of these messages? <sighs> I mean, it's insane uh, on Instagram. It's probably about 20 messages a day. Um, probably wow. more 20 to 50, but then on TikTok it could be, it could be anywhere from a hundred a day. I mean, if I don't like right now, if I don't, I have 18 unread messages and then, uh, yeah, it's just, but they're not all sad stories. Some of them how did you like, decide to get sober? Weird question. Maybe my BF is a user and he says he wants to stop, but still hasn't. And it's full of excuses. Why, do, why hasn't he yet? Did you hit rock bottom before you want to get clean? I mean, it goes on and there's the wow. next one. So Hi, first, love. I love you and Veronica. Second, I need Veronica to do my hair, but I live in Philly. Okay, no. (laughs) Hi, I recently started following you and Veronica. Today, I started listening to your podcast, and you seriously put life into such good perspective. I love it. Just like, it's just insane. And this is, I I don't even want to read all this, but it's just, it's fucking People really open up to you. Oh, my God. Like, they tell me their whole life story. Wow. Well, that's because I'm giving them my life story. Yeah, it makes sense, right? You're going to attract, you will attract that for they, sure. They feel you live comfortable. with such transparency. Yeah, I live, it's totally transparent. I'm yeah. like, oh, we're in an open marriage and she wants to have sex. So I'm putting this out there and people are like, okay, well, then I'm going to tell him about my situation. It sounds like it's promoting better communication, which I like. For sure. And openness and honesty and like uh, looking at like relationships and, and, and in a new way. And also the biggest thing is like abandoning like this shame yeah, culture dude. about comparing ourselves, comparing our insides to everyone else's outsides online. And I think TikTok's helped break down those bar- barriers of yeah. like... TikTok's almost like the real, like you can show like the pain or I don't know. Maybe that's just what I'm noticing, but Mm. it's more like, um, it's not all sunsets and fucking. Yeah. People don't even care what they look like. It seems like. Because it's only video. Yeah, that's right. So you can't like take a photo and like Photoshop it. So like you're going to look, that's why a lot of my fans, like they don't have any video. Like people are so scared to to make a video because you can't like you. The hot, like all the hot chicks on Instagram, if you notice, like they probably don't have a lot of videos. Dude, most of the people who follow me have no content at all. Yeah, so I've even gotten Billy. Like Billy's at almost four thousand. I have thirty five hundred. But that's just because I'm I'm like trying Plus, to see the Plus, they do a thing when you start posting. They they flood you with followers to get right. you hooked. Oh yeah, they yeah, definitely in the beginning. do this. That's another thing with TikTok. They're so smart. 
They're so smart. Like, like they'll let one of your first videos like go. Boom. You'll get like 10,000 views. Yeah. You're like, holy fuck. <laughs> and then it keeps you like addicted to it, right? Yeah, yeah it it's like a game. Yeah, Do you have any inside building. knowledge on whether it's going to uh, be banned or taken over? or like Not inside, but any, any... I haven't been keeping up on it that much. It sounds like Microsoft is interested in buying them. That's what I heard last. Yeah, but like, how the fuck could our government ban an app that big? Well, they can... I think, never what, been I think done. what they would do. I think what they would do is they would, com- they would work with Google and Apple to get it banned from the store. So you can't download it here. That's, that's the way they would enact it. Yeah, sure. but like, it's never happened. Ever in the history. Yeah, I can't remember that ever happening. It, it hasn't ever happened. Because it's a big, this would be a huge deal for me. <laughs> like, yeah. I would literally go into like a depression, probably. Yeah. I mean, something would, would replace it or whatever. It's funny how he doesn't laugh when I say that. Because he actually <laughs> understands I know. the value of like this shit. I'm not laughing either. I'm no, just I know, thinking, what, like, are, what are we like, going to do with poor Pat if they no, ban but like TikTok. a lot of people. Well, the one thing you can do, though, is like even if they ban it here, I don't know how many of your followers are U.S. versus outside of the U.S. Do you have any idea? It's all U.S. All U.S.? I mean, it's not all, but the, the percentage, it would, everyone would just be fucked. I'd be fucked. Yeah. It, well, the thing to keep in mind is that even if TikTok goes away, there are other no, yeah. products comparable that you could still get a similar following. Like Reels is not as good as TikTok, but it's the same format. Yeah. Yeah, I but just, are I just, they going to really make the effort and all uh, that? I, I, I was just wondering if you actually... Like, I, for me, it just seems like hard to believe that, that... Oh, yeah, it would be insane. I mean, but think, think about it. Like, it's kind of crazy right now if you think about the it's the tech companies that actually have the control around free speech and what apps you can use, not the government. Right. Government doesn't, they're not involved. So like, think about that. Like the law says in the first amendment, you have freedom of speech, right? Yeah. But you can't say whatever you want on Facebook. Right. Or Or TikTok. TikTok. Or Or anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Well, actually I started talking about the coronavirus on YouTube. I made a whole video of us arguing with Oleg about how like, like, what if it's not what everyone's thinking it is? Okay. And it got taken down. Yeah. And there's another video where we're talking about conspiracies and that got taken down. I mean, you literally can't talk about... I heard a really good quote about conspiracies the other day. They said, like, what? why do conspiracy theories exist? Or, like, why is it called conspiracy theories? So conspiracy theory just means that you believe authorities lie, Right. That's mm-hmm. why a conspiracy would exist. Because if authorities don't lie, then what, what's the conspiracy? Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but like, if authorities lie, and they do lie sometimes, yeah. that's why there's conspiracy theories. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Oh, well, so if, you didn't, if everyone told the truth, there would be no conspiracy. Yeah, because right. then it's like, what's a conspiracy? Uh, can I ask a dumb question? Yeah, of course. I'm just curious. So you know how we all have like several emails and accounts and all this stuff, and a lot of it's saved for years and years and years are there some huge storehouses somewhere like storing all this stuff the best. yeah there are there are big server racks for sure that store information i mean they must be massive because there's yeah. billions of people on just, they are but also like i've been in some of them before they're but, big but also data is getting smaller and our, is- our ability to store that data into smaller and smaller spaces is getting better and better. Yeah, I have a two terabyte drive. It's like this. It's a flash drive. It's like this big. Yeah. It's, it's insane. It basically, yeah. 
basically. But so you, there is big well, warehouses storing all this with servers, just tons of huge servers. Multiple. Oh, yeah. Big that. time. I'm sure Verizon has a massive one. Huge, huge. Where? All over the place. I think they're all over the place in rural areas. Wow. Big warehouses. I think some of them might be underground, too, because it's like... Does it take... It must take tons of energy, too, to keep these yeah, things. Yeah, it takes energy. And they sure. just fucking are on all the 24 hours a day. Yeah, I, I imagine that ones that are only just doing pure storage... Those are in a more idle state, so they're not taking up as much energy mm-hmm. as like your iPhone that you're like actively like taking videos with and fucking editing. But yeah, yeah, they have to store the data somewhere. Let's let him eat. Oh, yeah, yeah. we'll kick it back okay. up. Okay, Can, yeah, I need to check good. and see if the food. Yeah, we'll, too. we'll just we'll just we're just gonna pause for a second. I mean, bro, like, I, I would make a video for, for YouTube, like a good video, like a, you know, like a solid. Yeah. Behind the scenes of us filming Complex Con, you know, you have Tyler, the creator, and ASAP Rocky, just like real artists, like us behind the scenes on the stage, like good videos and, you know, thousand views, maybe on YouTube. It's crazy. It's It's crazy. Yeah, well, YouTube is tough, dude. It's a really, really hard. I think I know why. I think I know why. Like, they don't really have a good destination homepage experience right like they enable discovery because you go in to watch a video and then they're pretty good at serving you the next video that you want to see yeah but like the thing with like tiktok is you go you just go in and they're going to serve you shit that you like yeah regardless i think that's 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 one different mechanic i mean YouTube, you know i will say i think youtube is by far like the best platform overall dude it just works. Well, yeah. When it comes to like, you know, I mean, TikTok's cool for like short term shit and like quick, but like YouTube is like, oh, uh, like I, I just had a video now that it's starting to go a little bit. I have like old videos, like getting love. Yeah. Like videos never die. What, what about it? What about YouTube? Do you like, do they have well, good for, terms? First for of all, the videos never die. Yeah, they're always there. Like, you could discover a video that was made 20, or, I don't know, 10 years ago, whatever. It could it could go viral. You could have an old video yeah. go viral. Which honestly. kind of is the case for TikTok, but not really. No, like it's not I, the same. Yeah, like, all my old videos are, like, pretty much dead. Yeah. Mm, I wouldn't say that, but, like, you know, like, I'm <laughs> reposting old videos i feel like on tiktok they've got like some of those old like dancing videos that just like they just keep getting views because really? people keep remixing you know the um yeah the duets the duets yeah. yeah no no but youtube is just cool because i mean there's just so much like um first of all um you can send people to other videos of yours Oh, in the, the video annotations. Yeah. So like, for example, like I'm, I have a video where I'm, um, doing a podcast with Jason Evigan, the right. guy who wrote the song, um, girls like you from rune five. And he gave oh, me that nice. plaque. Right. So in the middle of the podcast, it, it goes, watch Jason, give Pat the plaque. Boom. And then they can see that. And then, and then from there, it could be like, watch our, uh, Lake Mead houseboat trip. With Jason, and then from the Lake Mead video, you can go watch our previous year's Lake Mead video, 
And then you could go to the whole playlist of all the um, lake video. I don't know. It's just yeah. like you can get people to stay. And it's literally like you're your own. It really is like a chant. Like you have a, your own channel. That's really what it is. With playlists. Yep. I have a sober playlist. I have like a travel playlist. I have me and Veronica playlist. And it's really like uh, you could just spend – I have fans that will, will discover my YouTube and spend like a whole week just ingesting all that content. It's like you're running your own network. For sure. That's, that's the, really what it is because yeah. it's like the playlists are the channels. But you're like the network. It's like you're the network, yeah. right? Yeah. And, and that's, that's been – yeah, that's been for me as a content creator. I'm like, yo, I just want to get my YouTube going so that I can, if I want to make a movie, yeah, I can just post it there. Yeah, makes sense. Or a show, or I mean, so we're making this show right now, you know, about sobriety and me and her. It's basically just like a, a a version of what we do on TikTok, but like longer form. Oh, cool. Yeah, it's really been fun and exciting. And, Sweet. and this kid, Andy, one of my. Uh, one of my really good friends who I grew up with. Yeah. He's a producer. He actually went, was a junior producer on Suicide Squad and Wonder Woman. Oh, dope. Yeah, he's like legit. He works at Atlas. And he's, uh, um, we're going to try to sell it to Netflix. Oh, nice. Awesome. I mean, but like the thing about that is like, that's a fucking pipe dream. Maybe. Maybe. maybe I don't know. I mean, They're spending knows? a lot of money on original content. Yeah. I mean, and it's really good. It's really, it's really amazing. And, and um, I feel like the story you have to complete a sale to someone like Netflix is really strong. If they're looking for content that appeals to a younger demographic that you're connecting with on TikTok. Oh yeah. I mean, dude, like, yeah, yeah. that's really valuable for them, honestly. Yeah. And, and, Potentially. and, and it also deals with the opioid epidemic, which is and sobriety, which these things are, are kind of like hot topics right now as it relates to like a suburban neighborhood, like Agora, because Agora is, um, I mean, look guys, we have an extra mic. If anyone wants to just sit and talk, (laughs) Um, do you have a second? Are you chilling? I've been wanting to get Susie on here for a while. We're best friends. I, I just love that. Do I have to turn something on? No, you can just start talking. I, I just love that Ramison was sitting where the mic was as if he was a part of the conversation. <laughs> yeah, actually, he was actually sitting there. He was there. sitting right here where the mic no, is. So the last podcast starts with me talking to Ramison. That's so <laughs> good. Sitting on that chair. So cute. I mean, it was just kind of a funny little TikTok video we made. Here, put those headphones on, Susie, and trip out. Why? Does it echo in here? No, it's just, you could just hear us better. And I haven't worn headphones like this in a long time. I stopped doing my other podcast. When did you stop doing it? Um, like at the beginning of COVID. Because mm. the guy just, I don't know. I wasn't like aligned with what we were talking about. And mm. we were, at first, the beginning of the show, it worked because of how polar opposite we were. Yeah. And then towards the end, it was sort of like, okay, like I get it. You're the like old progressive ish guy who's still really conservative about weird things. And you only like your type of music. And, and he would also always talk about how hot my sister was and she looks just like me. And it was kind of (laughs) weird. (laughs) Like he'd always, he'd be like, Oh, your sister's so hot. And I was like, yeah, I get it. She's very pretty. She's very beautiful. Thanks. But it's a little uncomfortable when someone who's like late fifties telling you, your sister's so hot when you look just like your sister. Like yeah, over, it's a little weird. Like no, over. I'm not talking about the PE teacher. <laughs> <laughs> 
we like, were just ha- we just had a realization that we were both uh, what would you call that sexually like profiled assaulted assaulted I is mean, a strong word we what just happened? had we just had a realization that when we were young we had a pe teacher who was like he he was really close to us and there was times where he would drive us home from school and on more than one occasion he put his hand on my thigh and said to me if you were older i would totally be with you and apparently he did the same thing to my sister which i didn't realize wow that's so creepy it's so creepy you know what though like back then like fools were just doing that shit i know like i i had mad, i mean so much shit flew back then that wouldn't fly today but that's so crazy to think that was like 10 years ago or 15 years ago like yeah. imagine what was what going on 100 years ago people must have just been running around fucking raping and killing yeah. people all day dudes were fucking each other with the, i mean have That's, you ever seen uh, uh like have you ever seen the show um uh oh are you talking about a documentary came out where the oh gosh what was that show it kind of came out at the beginning of quarantine and it had to do with the guy that was con that guy that conned that entire family and oh, he ended up the Epstein shit. No, not the Epstein shit. The guy he conned an entire family, and he ended up getting the father to hook up with him, the mother to hook up with him, and then the oh, daughter to hook up yeah, with him. Yeah, we watched this. It was what was so that called? Up. It's on, a really it. fucked up story. He really fucked up. So wait, it's a, it's a sh- movie. Or? It's a documentary about a man who basically becomes a part of a church in a small so, community. So hold on. I've never told anyone to do this, but I'm always telling people to be more. On the mic, but you're actually like almost too close to the mic. <laughs> I was told to do to no, eat the mic. You're crushing when you podcast. You eat yeah, the mic. Yeah, you're you're like <laughs> you have a really like she's really doing like I normally people are like this. Well, yeah, because they don't know. Yeah, you like know. You're but supposed like, to eat the mic. Yeah, you're like a, eating it like a little bit. Am too I being much. a little too Darth Vader? But so yeah, no, I mean you're 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 pretty good, but just you know, <laughs> how am I? Am I okay? You're like insane. You have like a really good like boy. Like, Thanks, bro. <laughs> Yeah, sick. <laughs> so wait, no. Have you seen Spartacus? Or no. oh, isn't that old? That's very but yeah. Like three, I've seen like three hundred, like okay. that vibe, Any of that right? Shit. Like shit was Spartacus just is much older. Yeah. yeah what savage. the fuck? Yeah, it was savage. So sad. No, but Spartacus is one of the best shows ever made. Actually. Oh, it's a show. I thought you were talking about the movie. Oh, what it's is it on? Movie. It's a stars show. Mm. You know what Spart? You know the story of Spartacus? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's that story. I'm this not dude, familiar with it. It's just a dude who became a, who got captured and became a gladiator. You know, the fight in the ring. Oh, yes. I know this Basically, story. like, you fight to the death. Yeah. And this dude basically convinced all the slaves to just, like, to rebel and leave. That's badass. Yeah, that's really, that's what we need to do with people if we actually want to make change. Mm-hmm. It's kind of crazy. So, yeah, it's really good. But we were just... I don't know what that thing is called. So that me, movie. Me, so documentary. I don't either. Me and Matt were just talking about this show we're trying to make about how suburban towns have a lot of like, you yeah. know, drugs and a lot of, uh, ODs darkness. and a lot of darkness. Yeah. So we're kind of doing something about that. But then also what I was saying is if it doesn't, if we can't sell it, like we'll just uh, YouTube. Yeah. Put it out there. YouTube's great. For do they that. have good, do they have good terms for creators? Like, do you feel like you can make like decent money off the views or is it just like, eventually it, once you grow to a certain I point, mean, my, my friends, Steven and Sammy were making like six to 10 grand a month oh, and they nice. had like 350,000 subscribers and they were just doing shoe reviews. Wow. Oh, that's really cool. So yeah, you can crush the monetization on for YouTube. sure. I mean, I've made 400 yeah. in my whole lifetime. 
and I've posted like thousands of dollars. I've spent so much money on videos. But it's an investment like, over time. And like you're now so it's passionate about it too. And I feel like you're not the type of person that's doing it for money. You're doing it. Oh, it's no. like the money for you, it, uh, from my point of view, is just a bonus. Like you yeah. genuinely are really passionate about it. But I also this. know in the long run, if I can build that, then I can actually like, hey guys, we're getting together today. We're going to make a little short film about X, Y, and Z. And I know it's going to yield some money yeah because i have a couple hundred thousand that's like what's yeah. so dope about youtube is like there are creators that like have enough followers and they know every video i put out will generate this amount of money so i have that budget to make the video yep yep it's crazy how amazing is that yeah you know? some, that i mean as an independent content creator that's what you want to be able to do. Right. Yeah. And I've been trying to sell that idea to Tim for years, but he doesn't, he's always been like, I don't really, it's, it's like almost seems impossible. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Because it, it sort of is in the beginning. It's so hard, you know, but if it, but thanks to this new platform, we're actually getting some, I don't know how I would have ever done it if it was just on YouTube. Such a grind, but I feel like it's a blessing where you're able to go and express and create in a different format too. Because TikTok's totally different, man. Way shorter form and optimized yeah. specifically for the phone. I feel like that's the biggest thing between YouTube and TikTok. I also Tic- feel like it's a younger generation. And the younger totally generation is more on the screen than yeah. any other generation. So you're, you're, that's true. You're on there. You're, you're watching. You said it's all dogs. I mean, because <laughs> for me, that? yeah. I mean, I'm not someone who necessarily makes money off social media. I'm starting to because I get a lot of clients from there. Mm-hmm. But TikTok, I don't really use as a platform the way I should yet. I've been doing that with more Instagram and it's been giving me a return. So I'm going to be venturing into that. I mean, we'll see what happens with the band and everything but i love animals and it's an escape for me like i want to watch silly shit that animals do and so now because i've liked all these things of animals my whole feed is animals doing dumb shit yeah on tiktok yeah yo but some of the shit have you seen the one where the cat's like just like in the corner yeah like like, if these humans don't give me a fucking break where he's talking shit well that one but but (laughs) There's, I'm gonna, I swear to God, I'm gonna fuck them all up in their sleep. No, that one's funny, but the one where like the cats, it's like the chances of your cat killing you are basically zero or almost are like very low. And then it says, Slim to and it zooms in. And then it zooms into like this evil cat, and it's like, but they're not zero. There's one, there's one like that about a and goat. The music hits. Oh, I saw the goat one. The goat one's good. So, so th- true. Th- those are like my favorite because some of these cats are like they're like are, they're like half their faces around the corner. And, and like so creepy. Oh my really, god! And dude. they have the Stranger Things music going. Yeah, cats background. are creepy in it's general. Just, like yeah. w- w- I just think kids are just so. Cr- the one thing before this was even starting to work for me that I was noticing, I was going, you know, just to, for the and I was just like, wow, like these kids are fucking so creative yeah and they're using all the different trends and 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 it's just they're so funny and clever yeah that's why i feel like tiktok really works because i they nailed the camera they have a really good camera and you don't you don't need to go on a laptop to edit anything oh yeah could you i mean what do you mean they nailed the camera i feel like tiktok's camera is really good right like you mean like in the app in the app but it's just that whatever camera you have no no i mean like the software that they put around it where you can do matching the music to it speed it up slow it down cut it with different shots like 
Dude, their camera's way better than Instagram's cameras. Instagram has like three cameras. How many do they have? I don't know, but yeah, you can stop it and then start it and then stop. I don't, I don't really, to be honest, I don't really know. I just make all my shit. I've literally only filmed in the, but so while I have you guys, this is interesting crazy because i've always wanted to have Susie on and i i would i never really thought i would even be able to have you on but it's like amazing Aww. but i want to jump right into something that we ask everyone um and i think you both could answer if you want um, yeah so the pot you know what the podcast is called right learning to lose so why don't you tell me what you think that means to you and then we could go over to matt that's a loaded question. Learning to lose. Uh, There's no wrong answer. I, no, I, I agree. There is no wrong answer. I think it's what each person makes of it. Uh, my perception of losing is not a negative one, so I look at it as like learning to grow. Um, because without losing, I don't really feel like you can have winning or success. It's sort of like everything in life has got a yin and a yang. You've got good versus evil evil there's a lot of uh polarizing things in life and so to me losing is just a part of the process of growing that's what learning to lose to me is it's really just taking everything that happens to you and hopefully using it to better your life or somebody else's life because at the end of the day we all take things differently and everybody has a lens that they see life through and because of your childhood and life experience and the choices that you make, those shape the lens that you see things through. It's kind of like wearing glasses. You know, something happens to someone in, you know, fifth grade and it puts glasses on them for the rest of their life or for years to come based on how they'll view the world because of something that happened that triggered this transformation. And I think learning to lose is sort of about, you know, really just finding the silver linings in everything. I think mm-hmm. I'm a big believer in stoicism, too. So I think that's why I view it that way. Interesting. Grow. Learning to lose is growing. Mm-hmm. I really don't think you can have, you know, success and winning, so to speak, without failing. You can't always win, right? Yeah, and you can't. Can't, it's, it's like you can't have like love without hate. I look at it kind of the same way as that. Is that true? Well, love and hate are polar ends of the same thing. I feel like you mm. can't really hate someone unless you love them. Oh, right. And yeah. I feel like you can't really win yeah. unless you lose. Mm. You know, you think about people who are like, like, look at Michael Jordan, who's one of the best basketball players that ever lived. Every loss was fuel to make himself better. Every time when they did that save, uh, what was that last dance documentary? Have you seen that? It's insane. So So good. So dope. For the rest of the podcast. All someone had to do was make him feel like he couldn't do it. And that made him be like, Oh yeah, cool. I'm going to show you. And maybe he didn't win every single time, but that persistence, that learning to lose that willingness to put yourself into the arena instead of being in the stands and being a spectator that vulnerability and courage that allowed him to be the great that he is now. That's someone who's learned to lose. He even had to teach himself 
he made up situations where people were taunting him. I know. It's like, so... he's making up losses in order to fuel his victory and Actually, his winning. to be honest, that documentary kind of fucked me up a little bit because, like, my whole thing is, like, like what you said. You're right. Like, losing is... Yeah, it's, it's just... Uh, it's like a construct that society... Like, we're just playing a game like yes. a life game and we're just if we like to play it you're just gonna always play it and you know like the, the story thing of the horse it's like yep if, if if you lose the horse you think it's bad but then he comes back with like 10 other wild horses and then you, now you think that's good but then the one of the wild horses breaks the kid's leg and then now that's bad but then he dodges the draft because his leg got broke it, it, it's is this like, an episode of Nat Geo that I missed? No, it's a really cool story that we were talking about earlier oh, that, okay. that, that, that this guy Alan Watts talks about. But yeah, like the most successful people ever lost way more than anyone else. Yep. But I, I think that if you lose and it, and it hurts you so badly that you don't want to play again. That it debilitates you? That's what... That's one of the biggest things for me is like, if you can just learn to lose and not let it fuck you up, then you just keep playing and eventually you'll win. But I think for me, like I hate losing so much that like, I don't even like want to play Monopoly. Cause you probably shame yourself after you Well, lost. because I just like, it just means too much. It rattles you. It shakes you to your core. Yeah. But I'm forgetting the joy of playing with my friend like that's what it's all about like so right now i like doing this so it wouldn't really matter if i only got 10 people to listen to it does that make sense it really resonates dude but but then because i like it so much we've done almost 70 episodes and we now have a fucking listening we have like a fan a base of listeners so it's like you eventually you're just gonna yeah, you you were right on. I was kind of hoping and waiting for Billy to say. I like how you said that because I think I lost so bad in my childhood that I didn't want to play, mm. and for many, for probably decades, I didn't. I chose not to. Exactly. That's what we do because mm. everything is so serious for us. Yeah, I'm like the weight of the world is on our shoulders. For me, learning to lose is a little different. For me, it's it's a way of diminishing suffering. And to have more peace in my life, mm. you know, because the resistance, the resistance to change or losing yeah. is where the suffering comes exactly. from. Yes. Anyway, See, what Billy, about- Billy doesn't say much, but when he does, it's great. I love it. Um, but he really listens, though. Like he's listening to you. He's looking at you and he's like really listening. What about you, Matt? What's what do you think? Everything everyone said really resonates deeply with me. For me, one thing, Pat, that you said that hit was um, life is j- like the journey is the way. These obstacles are the way. Yeah, this is just life. Mm-hmm. One thing I've been looking into a lot recently is time and how even time is just a construct. The past and the future, and so focusing on this present moment and the experience that you're having, mm-hmm. I think is one way to just live with peace and fulfillment throughout. And whether or not that moment is bringing loss or success or like positive or negative, 
that's just that's just your lens that's that's exactly. your, that's your perception and like we if, give we like give like every... Pat, we're playing monopoly and let's say i win i i win by one dollar you lose mm-hmm. or let's say you win by one dollar but then i lose what what's really the difference like what does it mean? Like what does it mean? It's sort of meaningless. No, no, no. So we give everything all the meaning there is. But even like Monopoly as a game, it has rules. Like what are those rules? Like someone wrote them. It's, it's just arbitrary. A con- it's just a construct. Yeah. So it doesn't really matter. It, it only. What I'm saying is, it only means what we're attaching we to. We give everything all the meaning there is that's something exactly someone who you know that guy uh what's his name he in in our program the, the guy that uh fucking i love this guy's shares he was like really smart and kind of like um kind of had like a big ego he was kind of short with like like black hair he he said that to me one time uh the guy who sold me all those beaties i feel like you and johnny him, brenner yes so one time this guy in our, in our meeting said that to me and I just like fucking a light bulb went off and I was like, wow, like, yeah, the only reason anything is good or bad to me is because I'm making it so. Yeah, that's right. I don't like to fly. Like on airplanes? Yeah. Okay. But that's just because I'm, that's just the story I've told myself. Yeah. Based on some experiences I've had. It's not going to be that every time, but we make all this shit up. The oh, mind is a very exactly. powerful thing. Yeah, it's, it's, it's kind it's, of scary, it's actually. It's everything. And being in the present moment, like you said, is, is really like kind of like the, the, the whole fucking secret. I feel, I, feel like to me, I feel like to me then, like learning to lose is just understanding that like there is no loss. It's just... Yeah. It's just like well, existence, again, that's, really. That right? depends how you look at it. Because if you're someone who's not going to attach so much meaning to right. it, then... Because I think I'm more along... I align with your point of view. And I was thinking about what Billy said about the suffering. Yeah. And that seems like a really heavy burden to carry. And I'm, I'm curious because you're saying this... Do you find that people who have that perspective might have more of a victim mentality? Like, oh, everything's happening to me. I think, yeah. Because I feel like, and I I don't mean this in any sort of way. I'm just thinking out loud. No, but it (laughs) sounds somewhat toxic because that victim mentality. Have you? Are you familiar with the victim triangle? You should look into the victim triangle. It talks about how we have the, uh, you know, it's very easy to get into this victim mentality because when things happen to you, we as human beings, we tend to react. And most of the time you're looking outward instead of inward. It's easier that way. It's easier for me to um, lie and say that the dog ate my homework than be like, actually, I just didn't do it. Yeah. And take responsibility. Because that's a lot scarier for people because we attach this meaning into what that's going to mean. And we create all these stories that then almost debilitate us. Mm. And I think that it's very easy to fall into that victimhood when um, you carry so much meaning to everything to the point where it's like you're suffering. Like that makes me sad to hear that. I don't Mm -hmm. feel like you deserve to suffer. 
Well, thank you. I mean, I think I've gotten over a lot of that. Yeah, he, he's learned a lot <laughs> through all his losses. No, you're very wise. Every time I've talked to you, you always had, like Pat said, whenever you say something, it has a lot of depth to it. Yeah. And it's because you've had, you've lived a lot of life, clearly. So you have a lot of life experience. No, but you're, you're absolutely right. I think for the first whole like half of your life, it was like, fuck, I'm not rich. I'm, I come from po- poverty and bad. I, I got dealt a bad. Well, it's not so much that as I just felt like I wasn't loved or wanted. Yeah. Or mm. cared about. Yeah. And I was neglected and abused. I can relate to that. And that is like fucked. But being poor sucks too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. But that gave you the perspective you have today and the ability to be the person you are, which is like an amazing person. And if me too, all this pain and hardship I went through made me, who, everyone who, like, would you change that? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, then you, but then you wouldn't be you. Then I'd be an, an arrogant winner and have lots of money. <laughs> yeah. So, but, so if I were to so. ask you, if I were to ask you honestly, would you change anything? You really would. Absolutely. Really? Mm-hmm. See that, that kind of breaks my heart to hear that because I feel like you're you because of all of your scars right. and because of everything that you have lost. That, that's molded you into this amazing person so that what, you are what, now. What, what would you change? The physical damage mostly. Oh, like your meneers. Meneers, the knee, the knocked out teeth, right. the mm. things that stay with you the rest of your life. But mm. haven't you told me before that your Meneers has brought you to your knees so many times? Oh, it definitely makes me who I am, yeah. Giving you like a perspective on like... Empathy. Like I just feel degree. like I don't know anyone who has as much of a... Like um, a, a, a serenity, like peaceful... Like this fool will just like appreciate, you know, like you said, you're the water you're taking a shower with or the plant. Like he's water. He does like indoor plants and stuff and he like loves life and plants. And sometimes I feel like I wish I could tap into that, like the euphoria that like nature can give us all. If we could just slow down What about when you're on your bike out there in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Sometimes it's just like, I just, you're, you slowed down enough to, I feel like be able to appreciate it a lot more than most people. I feel like I'm on the hot seat right now, but cool. Yeah. No, I I think this, I mean, I feel like what he's saying is really good to me. That sounds like you're an extremely grounded person, Mm -hmm. but yeah, I mean, maybe, um, I do feel like empathy is, super important too and i think it's a superpower and it's just like what like it doesn't feel like we live in a very empathetic society right now if no. you look at it so polarizing like Seriously. we need more of you billy <laughs> well truly thanks. though because you think about it that's that's what we're lacking it's funny like i was at a meeting one day right and i'm like all fucked up like i just like lost like hyper crush and i like didn't have i was living with my parents and like i hadn't really asked veronica to marry me yet i was just kind of like in this weird place of loss right which brings you to like a kind of surrendered humble state and he shared at the meeting and there was just something about his energy and his share. It wasn't even necessarily what he said. It was like how he said it. And I came up and I was like, yo, like, what's up, bro? Maybe I could get your number. Like I need a sponsor. Um, and he was just like, 
Yeah, right, fool. Like, you're not going to call me because I was like, you just, you didn't think I was. I just thought, why is this cool guy want me as a sponsor? (laughs) (laughs) And then what happened, like, weeks into it? Dude, he called more than anyone has ever called. Yeah. He just kept calling. And then the, the, the more I got to know him, the closer I got to him, the more I was like, we, I need, we like the world like needs to hear. Cause a guy like him is, would never be on social media. He would never be doing a podcast, but he gives me the, like, I'm crazy, like interrupting people. And like, we're like so different that it really, there's a magic that happens here when we start talking to people that I couldn't do on my own, you know? That makes sense. It's sort of like he's the yin to your yang. Mm-hmm. I feel the vibe, honestly. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah, you guys complement each other really well because you're like high energy and you're like <laughs> lower and the two of you, like you literally level each other out. Yeah. It's perfect. You guys have a really good dynamic. Mm. He helps me slow yeah, down thanks. or at least uh, I, I try. And to... help you be more present, it sounds like. Yeah, and he needs to like get like amped up a little more sometimes. Yeah, I could see that. To like do his shit. I could see that. Yeah. You're very, you have a very calm, soothing voice. Yeah, so. Oh my God, <laughs> so someone just wrote in here, I feel so lost. And I thought to myself, wow, losing and lost are like. Synonymous. Are they the same? Synonymous. Are they like the kind of like, what is the relationship to lost and losing? Because I feel like if you're lost, you're obviously about to like find something. Lost is like more of a state. Yeah. Yeah. Loss is it's, it's already happened and it's sort of the after effect Whereas losing. You're like in the thick of it, but it was just weird. Cause we were talking about losing and, and people are just kind of like all like just, they're saying stuff. And I just kind mm. of saw her say she's lost. And I'm just, I think a lot of people are lost right now. It's a really crazy time. But if you're just in the moment and you, and you don't have expectations and you're not like wanting or feeling attached to anything or if all you're wanting to, to be is like present, which is, I guess, kind of what we're all we ever, I mean, we were yeah. just talking about like the last samurai, you know, have you seen that? Oh yeah. So, so, you know, like that guy, Bob, who like follows Tom Cruise around. <laughs> I don't remember <laughs> so, that. <laughs> okay. So Tom Cruise gets captured by the samurai, right? Right. And they give him this, this dude to just walk, follow him everywhere he goes. I don't remember and that. He's like this old guy who literally says nothing the whole movie. He's just like this old ill samurai that just follows Tom Cruise everywhere he goes. And Tom Cruise starts getting annoyed with him and he calls him Bob because he doesn't, he's like, what's your, he doesn't say anything to him. So he's like, I'm going to just fucking call you Bob. Right. But this dude's just super chill and like super like you could tell that he's just like, okay with whatever, is happening. He obviously doesn't have a whole lot, nor does he want a whole lot. And sometimes I just think about like monks or, or, um, samurai or like, you know, I don't know if there's such thing as like unawakened state yep. or like, I think people. there is. Yeah. So, so I mean, I mean, I think a lot of losing has to do with the expectations that we create, like yeah. that meaning that we create. Right. It's the expectation. So basically what I'm saying is like, if you think you're lost, 
that's only because you're having some sort of expectation that you're supposed to be somewhere else when the whole thing about like having faith is like we're exactly where we're supposed to be. So I don't know, maybe just embrace where you actually are and what you actually do have. And, um, don't, I don't know that we need to like tell ourselves that we're lost. I like what you said, the expectations, because I'm I can, trying to, like, I can lose every way. day. Cause I'll make a list of all the things I want to do. Yeah. Yep. And I get like a quarter, quarter through it. And then I beat myself up. Right. Cause I lost. Instead of looking at it like, oh, I got these things done, you look at it as what you didn't do. Yeah, you don't even see the good stuff. You're just like, all the stuff you didn't do. You know what's interesting about that is I really, and I think it's because that's been part of my personal journey over the last year, is mindset. And I really see and I understand when these huge entrepreneurs talk about how 90% of it is mindset because... Mm the words that we use to talk to ourselves are so insanely powerful. There's a reason why we only use, what is it? Like a third of our brain? 10%. 10%. Like the brain is so powerful. It's like meant to trick you. I mean, think about it when you don't hear from somebody for a while and you immediately go to, Oh my God, I hope she's okay. I hope there wasn't an accident. I hope nothing happened to them. That's where your mind goes first. I go to like, that's, that's, but but, okay, (laughs) but still, but that's still, that's the same thing. We immediately go to the negative. Uh And I, I was in um, a seminar and they talked about how, over 2,500 words in the English language have a negative connotation hmm. and about half that Jamie have Monica a positive connotation. Wow. We Monica are Jamie, conditioned Jamie to go to the negative over the positive. So when I talk about the victim thing and all that, I know that a lot of that it's that's in our own head because of these stories, because of these expectations. I think, have been there where I looked at like, Oh, well that happened to me. Cause that's why I'm like this. And you know what? That did happen to me. So and I own that scar, but I'm like, able to take that and use that as something to empower me now. And is, I think that takes a lot of healing and growth and being able to be open and vulnerable, um, and empathy. But I think that that's why so many are suffering because it's so easy to succumb to the stuff that doesn't serve you because it's just there. Like we teach society that Louis Vuitton and Prada and Supreme is going to make you look cool. And then you look at these riots and all these kids went and looted all these stores with expensive clothing because that's what we're taught is important. When actuality it's is that we're alcoholic. not we think it's conditioned alcohol. differently. She's talking the same talk. Yeah, group. they have a test in the group that we were, were part of, the primetime group. Uh-huh. And it's something like sit down for an hour and try to think positive thoughts. Mm. And it's hard. You don't, well, we don't even think one, not even mm-hmm. one positive thought. If, <laughs> I can yeah. think of a few. <laughs> Do you, you believe that saying, you could condition yourself to think well, positive that's stuff? So this is funny that you're talking about all this shit because like we're sober, we're in AA, a lot of stuff we talk about here, are like principles that like we, that, that like AA, you know, positive thinking. Well, that's the whole thing. It's all about state of mind. I mean, the meeting we have every Monday night is basically about being aware of the thoughts you're thinking mm-hmm. because that will become your life. Mm. Yeah. So that's your reality. Yeah. Thoughts carry vibrations. Wow. So it's like a sermon on the mount meeting. Do do you guys know what that is? No. What is that? That's crazy. Have you ever heard of the sermon on the mount? No. No. 
Really? No. Is it's it, like Jesus's. It, it, it's religious most, stuff. Oh, How then do you no. Jesus's <laughs> Bible stuff. Yeah, Jesus. it's Bible stuff. It's Jesus. Yeah, it's Bible stuff. Then no. Most popular sermon that he oh. did on a mountain. Apparently, I don't care if Jesus is real. I don't care if this sermon happened. What's written in the Beatitudes? Like, blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Have you heard that before? Yes. Mm-hmm. Like that. That the, there's like eight or nine Beatitudes. I don't know how many. And and, and the, this guy Emmett Fox, he explains what he kind of breaks the sermon down because it's hard to understand it as it was written in the Bible. Yeah. But it's all about like humility, service, like, like abandoning your ego, um, being an acceptance of like whatever your situation, just like, it's really about like creating the secret place in in your your secret place. They call it, you need to protect that with everything you have and you need awareness. And really what it, breaks down to is practicing the presence of God, or they even call it truth sometimes. It just, sounds like Buddhism. Uh, it's it basically is. It's all the same. It's a different deity. Lead down to the same place, which is Enlightenment. be in the moment, be in this present moment, and heaven exists on earth in our mind if we want it. I believe that we live heaven and hell here. It's uh, yeah, it's yeah. all meant to be. We live be, that uh, out here. It's, I, I mean, maybe after life, who knows? But here, we yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, I mean, in Buddhism, you go through like a life review. You face all the decisions that you made in your human body, and you evolve. You like are basically in a school desk, and you face everything that happened in your life, and you learn from all of it, and you evolve to come back to live another life that you learn another lesson in. That's I mean, that's more so in that spiritual realm but yeah those you know, are like the core tenets of Buddhism, yeah a lot right? but a lot of people don't you know a lot of people believe in god and don't believe in reincarnation well, alan watts was talking about that and and like we look at life especially in the west here as linear mm-hmm. but he was think he was talking about hindus and how they think of life as cyclical yes they don't yes. think the way buddhism we think. is similar yes yeah i thought cyclical? it was an interesting concept cyclical, cyclical like is, cycle it's a cycle oh. Like how the moon has phases and it's a cycle. So you, women have cycle. Women's have fa- women no, have phases. You don't learn your lesson in the current exactly. Life. You come back to learn it again. Yeah, and you don't really die mm. in the sense you just keep coming back as different. Because okay, the soul like, moves on. Yeah, different people. But so, do you, so, do, you, do you believe in re- reincarnation? I don't know. I, I don't know anything because yeah. it's impossible to know. Yeah, you but can't someone know. just said heaven. Yeah, but what do no, you believe? Not in my life. Okay, but see, here's what we're saying is like we actually can manifest heaven on earth inside of our mind. It takes practice though. You can manifest anything that you want. Well, it I totally you, agree with that. If you're statement. talking to a, a fundamentalist, there's no way they're ever going to agree with that. So well, they're just saying heaven, that's not, true. no, not in my life because they're, they're have a lot of pain. Maybe they're oh, suffering. Right. Well, here they in say that disease. too. In prime time, you can have it now, right now. Once you get the idea, you can have it now. It doesn't matter how much time you have. Yeah. That's the great thing about being a newcomer is you can have everything right now. Yeah. So like right now we're just chilling. We're friends. We're talking. People are listening. I mean, but what I, it requires the most rigorous, difficult thing for any human on earth is to combat all the negative thinking, which is 24-7, it's in the past, it's in the future, it never shuts up. Yeah. So to break that cycle, to get something different, 
to, to go outside of your own paradigm, it's, it's a real challenge. You have and, to and do the reality something is, different. And the reality is like part of it is because of the default pro- programming yeah. of your brain. The subconscious. There's literally a part of your brain called the default mode network that, mm. and, and that is your ego. Mm-hmm. And so there's a component of your brain and when it's, when it's highly active, you're always going to return to these thoughts thinking of you yourself. Yeah. And I'm not it puts a lot, it like puts a lot of that. Ego. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that, that's actually why I think like microdosing psychedelics is becoming a bigger and bigger phenomenon because yeah. it's actually clinically proven to dampen that part of your brain. So that's why when people talk about it, they take like a whole bunch of LSD, for example, they have ego loss or ego death. Mm-hmm. Like that's an extreme version of this. But if you're taking smaller amounts, you can really, you can really dampen the, uh, those, those thoughts and those effects coming in on a regular basis. Now that's using a substance to do it. Like for me personally, I've been doing meditation for like five years and really only in the last year started to really understand like what meditation is. Wow. And it, it meditation. Yeah, this dude has a whole room in his house that's like that he like it's like wood floors and red light else in it. The red light is really the red light room. Someone just said, "Look at Veronica measuring her food in the background." <laughs> Someone just said that in here. It's so cool. The real star of the show. Well, wait. So I want to. What after five years? What is meditation? So for me, I always thought it was just about quieting the mind. Mm-hmm. And it, it took me like literally five years to just figure out how to do that. Oh, yeah, it's tough. It's so yeah. difficult for me. It, it was, and I'm like a naturally like very anxious. I'm always having thoughts go through my head, mm-hmm. and that that ends up manifesting as as anxiety when you let the ego come in and dominate that narrative. Mm-hmm. But for me, after five after five years of meditation, I can now get to a place really fast, like within thirty seconds, where there's just stillness and emptiness. And you just be in that moment in comfort, no expectation and just How stillness. How is that different than quieting the mind? It's just deeper. It's, uh, I feel like, it, um, even going in thinking like, I think I was going in saying, I'm going to meditate to quiet my mind. So I don't feel anxious. Oh, I see. So it's like no expectations, no anything. Yes. And you just get into that relaxed and if you have, state. Yeah, yeah, and if you have exactly. a thought, it's more so observing that thought and not judging it. Right, that and thought sort of right like, there is disrupting it. Sort of just like, yeah. oh, that's a thought. Oh, there it goes. Yeah. But even, and, and I understand, because like, that's the way they teach you about how to quiet your mind. Be a spectator but to for, your thoughts. For me, at least, it was always like, it's like, oh, I'm hiring meditation to to fix my anxiety. Mm-hmm. And it was only once I was just got into a practice of it that I actually started to see like the real benefits, which is like, Oh, if you start to feel really worked up or you, or Yasmin and I get into a disagreement and we're fighting, like just, you can take a deep breath, like recenter, go to a place of still emptiness. Yeah. That's my default now after doing it so long. I don't even have to be sitting quiet. I just could be driving or Pat's manic and I just start breathing deep, big, slow breaths and just slow down. So that's why you're always doing that around me. (laughs) Breath works works insane. I always do it though. Not just around you. I just do that. I feel like 
breath work is like the next level even yeah. on top I've of meditation. I've that one now too. Yeah, it's breathing. very powerful. What type of breathing are you doing? Well, I don't have a, I'm not following some. I just made up my own. Oh, nice. Kundalini. But it's mostly just really Veronica, big, deep, deep, called. deep diaphragm breathing Kundalini. continuously for a while until oh, I nice. forget about it and then I go back to it. That's great. I've been using a technique uh, developed by Wim Hof, who also does yeah. a lot of the cold plunge stuff yeah, too. Like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then you hold it and all this stuff. I mean, can yeah. we just talk about Joe Rogan? Yeah. And how I don't think we would know. I wouldn't know about Wim Hof. I wouldn't know about Jordan. I wouldn't know anything. I wouldn't know about Jordan Peterson. <laughs> I think I found out about Wim Hof from Tim Ferriss, though. Yeah, I was going to say. Oh, yeah. I, I wouldn't know about Sam Harris or Tim Ferriss or yeah. any of these people without Joe Rogan. Well, actually, I don't know if he's had Tim Ferriss. Well, wow, that's interesting. For me, it's the opposite. I knew about those people before I knew about Joe Rogan. Right. I'd love to see Joe Rogan and Tim Ferriss talk for three hours. Yeah, yeah that would be a good episode. On? I don't know, but that should happen. Think, yeah, I don't think they've ever been on each other's shows. I mean, like regardless of what our our experiences have been joe is just you know by far has broken any record there's ever been for he just keeps it so real listener mm-hmm. like the amount of the, the the size of the audience that he has like there's never been an interviewer which is i guess what you would call him right. in the history of the world that's had that many like listeners you know what there is there is there is actually a point in time when it was rivaled and it was back when man i think this must have been in like the 40s and 50s when tv was really starting and there were only three stations right. so everyone in america like had a tv mm-hmm. but you could only watch three channels so that means some of these people were getting like 50 60 million people watching them live right what the fuck yeah like every single day or what yeah dude yeah like so was this what was one of those because think think about it dude like like, what's his name there's no Um, phones like you can't go do anything like you're just sitting at sitting at home like watching this tube yeah who were like the people doing the interviewing what's his name um like walter walter cronkite Cronkite. oh i was just saw yeah like walter cronkite like announced the Kennedy assassination right. and the, and um, landing on the moon. Like, right. dude, he created reality for like an entire generation of people. Now there's so much Crazy. content out there. Like there's so many people like that, that it's almost like overload to where it's, I think it's hard right. for people well, to be unique and stand out. No, yeah. you're absolutely right. It's so oversaturated. The, everything's so oversaturated, but that's what makes Joe so interesting and special is that like he is unique there's nobody else that actually is like you know it's so fragmented another thing that's unique with joe is like he covers a wide range of topics and he goes fucking deep too it's kind of amazing that it's even i sort of feel like joe doesn't i think the reason why so many aren't successful is because so many people are still wearing these masks of wanting to look good in front of people or be right, right in front of yeah. people Yo. at the cost of being authentic or be vulnerable or genuine. Right. That, but there's also now the big fear of being canceled or cancel culture, or whatever they call yeah. it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which doesn't allow people to learn. How can you learn to lose if you're just going to be a part of cancel yeah, well, culture? Well, how can you even talk if you can't say th- certain things? You know, I mean, no, go to the Middle East. That's, one of the that's what's things. still like there. That's what people don't realize is that we're talking about all of this stuff and there's parts of the world that Dude, are still I like saw this. this thing where there's this little girl, I guess there was, I can't remember all the, 
but it was out there in the Middle East in the hot desert. There's this little girl, maybe like four or five, sitting next to maybe some car dead people, and then there were some other injured people. And what they said is, oh, it was that thing that the Evigans told us to watch, mm. is if you touch that girl, you're dead. That's why nobody's helping her. Wait, what? Because the, the, the what is the terrorist group that everyone's... Al-Qaeda? Oh, Al-Qaeda. ISIS? ISIS. ISIS, yeah. There's, ISIS will kill you if you touch that girl. Whoa. And I just thought, fuck. She's just out there Whoa. alone. I don't know if her parents are dead or what. Damn. But I mean, in parts of the Middle East, a woman still needs like a permission slip to go to the store. Still? Like, uh, yeah. <laughs> a woman needs a I'm permission sorry. slip signed by her husband. It's not funny, but it's, it's like, not. It's a reality. It's so, so ridiculous. That it's funny. These it's women are in 100 no, degree heat and they're wearing what's called a chador, which is fully covering them from head to toe. The only thing you see is their eyes. And that's religion that's mostly ruled over Iran. It's predominantly a Muslim cu- country. And also it's a very chauvinistic culture. So the, it's like God, man, and woman. Man takes priority. Women are subservient. And women are only there to make the baby and what to serve the man. What happens if the woman breaks the rules? They, in the past, they can stone you, kill you. If, you about- cheat, if a woman cheats on a husband, that she, she could be killed for that. But not the other way around. Killed by who? The government. Not her husband, though. Possibly. I don't know. That I, that I don't know. My mom would be a good person to ask about yeah, that. Yeah, your homo would know. Yeah. Some crazy stuff happens in the Middle East that people don't realize. I had, the, the, I had a girl that I knew. What's your um, Instagram? Go to, go, move out there to be with a very Whatever, wealthy man. And the way she had to live, according to this man who offered her all the material things, uh, Maddie Fresh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. is not a way that I would ever choose to live my life. And quite frankly, I think it's scary that a woman would choose that life. But I think some women can be bribed. Well, I also heard it that, you know, the people that grow up in that culture, they don't even think about it. It's just the, the way it's just their life, you know? Yeah. yeah it's normal for them. That's yeah. their sense of normalcy. It's I sad. think the reality is before a hundred years ago, like that was normal everywhere pretty much. Yeah. I guess even here, they, women wore skirts all the way down to their feet and stuff. Uh, Yasmitas. What do you mean? No, even here in the United States in the past. Yeah. Yeah. Right, right, right. Uh, it's so strange to think of the dichotomy of 2020 where we're living this way. They're still living that way. Yeah. There's even still tribal cultures. Living, yes. And then there's this highly technologized Western elite. Yeah. It, we're, we're living such in different worlds. Almost. Definitely in different Polarizing. times. Yeah. You, can, you can literally time travel based mm-hmm. on where you're physically located on Earth. I haven't been many places, but yeah, that you you interesting. you can for sure. Like, oh yeah, like if you tra- like if you go to like rural China, yeah, go to Thailand. Like you're you're not in our twenty twenty. Yeah, Wait, rural China, like yeah. what's what's that like? It's very different. You're like gonna, in the country in China, yeah, where I, people are growing rice and where they just do they have created. cell phones. And computers, they probably no, some not a, not in rural. Yeah, computers China. are like at the local cafe. That's where you get. You have to go to the local cafe in town to get Wi-Fi. I follow this lady on Instagram. She lives somewhere in the mountains in the Middle East, but it's so it looks. She makes it look so nice because they're living like they did off the rivers from the snow, and they have 
chickens and they hunt and they have goats and it's so pretty and they collect food from the wild and it, it looks amazing. I love that yeah. her Instagram. And every time I translate it, she never explains anything. She's all, isn't this nice or blah, blah, blah. But I'm like, what is this? Why are you doing this? What are you eating? You know, I wish she would explain what's so going you're on. Like asking her these questions. I don't like, ask. No, I just, oh. I just curious. You should ask. It looks like such an amazing. And she shows the food they're cooking in the pots on the wood fires and wow. the weird little huts they live in. Are, are her photos like good? Like photos or their iPhone? Mm. Yeah, it's really it's a. It's if you a, look at a lot of other cultures too, most cultures, uh, I mean, American culture is very individualistic society. Whereas, even in the Middle East, for example, they're a little bit more. Even though they're highly chauvinistic, they are a little bit more of a collective culture. Mm. It's sort of like if you're a neighbor, your family come, we'll feed you. Whereas Americans, it could be down to their last bowl of rice, and they're not going to give you any. Dude, just walk in the neighborhood. Like most people have this look on their face, like. What's up? You gonna take my shit or right something? Here? Yeah, just yeah, around here, and it's not mm. like you know, it, mm. it's weird. Everyone, I feel like everyone has a shotgun behind I their mean, door, dude. When we because went to the Philippines, do. bro, like, <laughs> like we went seriously. to the Philippines and we went to this little fucking <laughs> village, like in the Philippines, where they don't really have. I mean, it's like they have nothing. We slept in a little. We were there for a little while, and it was just like you know. I mean, obviously, it's different when they see us because we're like... Yeah, know. but I bet they were the most, the most gracious just, people you've ever friends. met. And it's just, yeah, it's just super different. It's almost like the more you... I ah. crave I crave that. I have a butt like this bug out fantasy to like create that somewhere up in the Pacific Northwest somewhere. Mm. Ooh, like in Washington, get like 10 acres. Well, Crescent City is my spot. It's my target. It's right on the border of Oregon and, and California. Oh, okay, that's cool. Redwoods and all that neat stuff. Yeah. It's almost like the more you have, the harder it is to be happy. More money, more problems. Yeah. Well, it's I mean, almost that- like it's almost like being able to like extract some of that communal joy and yeah. fulfillment that that you get from that, and even like elements of a simple life, but then matching it with like the equality that we're emerging towards in this country would be really valuable. Yeah. Because I think, well, yeah, basically, right? Yeah, we close can, to it. But that's the whole thing about the Sermon on the Mount meeting we do is like we can, we can have that right now. Well, I feel like you and the Evigans kind of do. You have this community here that's yeah, most and, people and, don't have. Yeah, it's just like, damn, dude, look how red I am, bro. That fucking niacin's got me fucking. <laughs> it's a good Wait, stuff. what is what is niacin? What is niacin? It's a do? vitamin. But what does it do? Gives you a flush, a blood flush. All your the, capillaries flush. Oh, oh, wow. The only I had only heard of it before if you're like trying to cheat a like a weed. Drug yeah, that's test the only time I had ever taken it. And back then, when I was taking it, it was to like pass a drug test. But yeah, and it got all hot, and I was like, I didn't like it at all. <laughs> but this full like it just relaxes so does, you. So relaxes much. and like helps helps your with circulation. Muscles. Yeah. Wow. You know, Ooh, what about yeah. like magnesium? I've heard that taking magnesium. In the I've been evening. taking magnesium. Yeah. Helps calm. Me sleep. Yeah. Chill. Yeah. The yeah. calm powder. Uh, no, I'm taking this one from the calm Errol. powder is really helpful because I, I have major it, insomnia. I can't tell. Does it do, do you feel it when you take it? the nights that I do take it? I don't necessarily feel no, sleepy, but I feel the, uh, magnesium. No, I'm saying the nights that I do take it, oh. I don't, I'm, I'm an insomniac. I have really hard time sleeping, but I do feel way more relaxed when I do take it. Do you, have you tried valerian root? No, I haven't. Is that another vitamin? 
It's what they make Valium from. Hmm. Oh, interesting. Uh, I did yeah. the melatonin thing, but I don't, I don't know. I don't. I heard she that works. She's like, what's malaria while we're sitting here? Like, oh, that's weird. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> yeah, I, I was on the melatonin thing, and then the, the whole study came out about it being linked to too much estrogen and breast mm. cancer and... Mm. Um, I'm really careful about taking things. I'm really, even when I'm on my, you know, I get that monthly bill as a woman. I'm really, even then I'm weird about taking Advil. I don't like to take any sort of. Oh yeah. Too much of that stuff. Oh yeah. Proven to be bad. For oh me. yeah. Well, too much of anything I believe is not a good thing. Apparently you can take a lot of vitamin D and be okay. Mm-hmm. And that's like one of the. Yeah. Vitamin D you can, you're right. Unanimously like positive things. And to it say. makes you happy. And C. Yeah. I've been taking a lot of vitamin so D. So you guys go to work tomorrow? What do you mean go to work? Like walk upstairs? <laughs> well, that's what I'm wondering. Yeah. We don't, we, yeah, we walk I haven't, across the hall to the well, office. No, but, but, but so, so well, no, you go out, you go to work. Uh, yeah, but not every day and work is, looks different for me every single day. So. Yeah, but you're, but okay, but you don't have like an office. At home. Okay. So your office is at home and Same. your whole company is, are you guys like, um, Will 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 your will the employees at Verizon ever go back to like any kind of office or because I've heard that certain depends depends on like what department you're in. So I think like anyone who's working in like the Verizon retail stores, there will be an opportunity for them to go back. I think there's a reason to have stores for Verizon. Yeah, also, you're not ever going back to any office for me. Like anyone building software, I'm never going back to an office. What? I gave up why, my office. Why, why no, would I? I know, but like they, so they've like told you that. Well, no, no, you have a choice. I think, I think like officially it's like through the end of the year is work from home and then they're going to start phasing the offices back in. And for a lot, for a lot of people, it's better having an office is better because they have, maybe they have little kids running around at home. Like uh-huh. for not, it's not a, it's not the best environment for everybody, mm-hmm. but for my wife and I, it's like ideal. Oh I mean, dude, God. I would go, okay, imagine this. I'm going driving into an office. I go to a desk and then I go into meeting rooms where I have video calls with people in SF and New York all day. And then I go home. Why would I do that? (laughs) Especially in LA where you got traffic and all that. Oh my God. Driving. How far was your drive? Like 15, 20 minutes. But still, but still that's like close to you. Most people on average have at least a 30 minute to an hour commute. But even then he's wasting 30 minutes. Yeah. And it's just kind of stressful, you know, like traffic, just stressful. It's just like time you don't get back. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's way better for me and my routine and overall happiness. I have more time. I can actually like go surfing during the week. Uh, and it's like not a big deal. So, so you were. That's the only time to go surfing now. No, I so crowded. I the beach on the weekends is terrible. Yeah. I, I, I was trying to go to work this weekend in Malibu. And I, before I even got to the freeway going from Pat's house, I, I couldn't even. I just had to turn around and go home. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> it took me like two hours to yeah. go. Like, <laughs> I won't even go towards PCH when it's the weekend. It's but not like, even worth here, it. Here's yes. my prediction like, this pandemic. I don't, I, and I was arguing with Oleg about this, like, I don't know, two months ago on the podcast. He's just the funniest guy ever. It's like, Oleg, our world, like, as we know it, like, will never be the same again. Definitely not. Right. And he was like, oh, what do you mean? Like, China's already back to normal. Like, everything's going to go back to normal eventually when this is over. And I'm like, yeah, I think things will go back to how they were, but there will be a lot of things that will be, that will never be the same again. 
even if it's just the way we look at diseases. I mean, totally to be honest, agree. in some ways I'm, ga- I'm glad it happened because with all due respect, and I'm born and raised in America, but Americans are filthy. Like they don't have good cleaning habits. And I think that we needed this. Like you go in a subway in Japan and you can eat off the floor. And you go in the subway in New York City, and I feel like I'm going to get tetanus just sitting in the chairs. Yeah, but that's now. That's what I'm saying. Now we've become so conscious and aware. I heard that about Japan. That's like the You can model. eat off the floor oh, anywhere. Yeah. There's no trash. and It's really crowded. There's no trash or litter. Same, There's no same trash. in Korea. Korea is very similar. They take pride in, in everything Seoul. they have. Like... There are cars that are 20 years old that look brand new that people are driving because they take such good care of their That's belongings. Dope. I love that. Whereas Americans, we have this like Walmart mentality yeah, where it's like the newest, oh, the newest iPhone's out. Oh, let me cop that. Oh, the, the newest DVD. Oh, no, we're not on the DVD thing. We're on the Blu-ray. Oh, we're not on the Blu-ray thing. We're on the whatever the next fucking thing is. It's like, oh, I've had this car for five years. Time to trade it in and get a new one. Yeah. We don't take care of our things. And take pride in them the way that other I see many other cultures do. Which is sad, really. I think that feeds into a well, lot of the BS. It almost sickens me to see how much trash just we produce every day. Just us in this house. And uh, everywhere. Where's all this trash going? It's just... Into the ocean. I just heard that yeah. a lot of the uh, problem with the, uh, the global warming Ozone? issue is these... Um, Dumps are producing methane gas, all this oh, yeah. rotting stuff. They're burning the trash. Well, no, they're not burning it. It's just rotting and, and making It's like methane. literally like fermenting and like just releasing uh, the into gas the into the atmosphere. Yeah. I don't know. We can't continue doing this. We're I mean, having we a can't. substantially negative effect on the world, on the we environment can't. and the earth. I mean, yeah. put aside nuclear power and fossil fuels and all that, just the trash. I mean, every time we get food delivered or we eat out. More trash. Even yeah. when we go to the store, we have trash. One of the big benefits we've noticed is we... So my wife and I, through our jobs, when we were going to the office, they gave us free food. Enormously grateful for that. It's like insane that they would give us to us. Is it good? Really yeah. good. Really good. Yeah. My sister work works at this, Facebook. Do you work at this... Oh. No, I've been... My no. sister works at... I've never been to your campus, but my sister works at Facebook and they have good food. Yeah. Like I would just go there for the food. They have a whole store full of free snacks. Just all the snacks you could imagine. Even if you're a glutton, you can just go eat it. You can just walk in. You can take unlimited. Unlimited. Like it's as if there was a vending machine and you didn't have to put any money in it, but it was the the (laughs) the mecca of vending machines. I mean, like on our campus. Yeah, like on our campus. um, That's wonderful. It's insane. on On our campus in SF, they just had like ice cream machines. You just go up and just you could just have as much ice cream as you wanted. Wow. It's like a kid's dream. Okay, so trash. Where's the trash going? I saw this Futurama episode. Do you know Futurama? Yeah, I yeah. love that show. Where, like in in 2019, they sent their trash into space. They're like, oh, we'll just get rid of it like that, and then it came back, and you know, <laughs> yeah. ten, a thousand years later or whatever it is, and just bombarded the Earth. And I don't know, it was funny. The trash. <laughs> That's ultimate karma. Came back to Earth. Yeah. Like, just, like a 2,000 years later or whatever that is. And it just like rained trash. Or? I can't remember exactly what happened. And then they had another ridiculous fix for it. So it's going to happen again. Like, right. Yeah. But, so in, what in, like another do? thousand years? I mean, you have to look at what industries are causing the most harm. So obviously there's oil and, there's obvi- and then there's clothes, clothing. 
Clothing, I think, is the second or third biggest pollutant in the world. And people hmm. don't realize it. It's like an undercover pollut- pollutant. The amount of fast fashion and factories that are making clothing for the entire world and the amount of people that grow out of clothing and get rid of clothing and donate clothing and throw it away, there's not enough resources to keep up with all that waste. It's not plastic. Hmm. Plastic would be one of them, one of the top ones, but clothing actually is up there. It's amazing we produce all that, and then there's so much that we don't even, we can't even deal with the, the trash. I mean, I know this is going to sound fucked up, but like... Oh, come on. Let's hear it. What we produce in this house is just... I know Veronica is probably going to be annoyed with me for saying this, but I just feel like... Like you, like you said it, like what one of those companies does in like a half a day is more than we will do in this house in 10 years. In, yeah. The whole time we're in this house. Yeah. Yeah. No, I so agree. I, so you have I to look even, at the big people. I trip more on like that's Like, I don't know. Like I think about, I wonder if there's anything, that but then you, can, you also have to realize like the, the more micro decisions that you make, others are making and it's the it's like the reason those companies are doing it right we do she has you know influenced me to like we don't use paper plates anymore that's good we rarely use the plastic cups um i used to not give a fuck about any of that and now i'm just kind of like okay but like i'm just saying it's i think about things in like well i wonder if there's anything that that we can do on this podcast to affect change on a bigger Mm. The actual, like that's how I think. You can educate people more about it and educate them on what they should be buying. I'm I'm not. I'm talking about. Yeah, I feel like so. I feel like affecting like big macro change like that is so much about just raising everybody's consciousness about a lot of these things. Micro, because at the end of the day, like the only way there's these big changes that happen is if the majority of people are thinking about the amount that they waste. Yeah, it comes down to individuals. Yeah, because change. Yeah. It does, but like, you know, if you own, yeah, that's why it's cool or, to see or, companies. Or, or if you have a plat, like if you have a platform, mm-hmm. like Joe, like if you're Joe Rogan, mm-hmm. he has other ways he can affect the world. Than, he has a huge footprint where he could affect people. Well, and, and, and you better believe that he is by bringing on the right people. He's always has on, someone... Every single person that comes on his podcast is like influential, trying to do something. It's and he's curating good. It. Yeah. yeah, whether I, it's I, like I feel like he's just curious, which is so cool he is because he's just curious. he's yeah. just so curious. It's like opening up Pandora's box, and I feel like every time Joe Rogan is doing it, it's just magic. But I'm just wondering, like, what is the solution? Well, I think the solution's already happening. Right. Is I'll pay more money for company. Uh, now I'm buying stuff. If it's made in the USA, I'll buy and I'll spend more. I won't even quite. And I, it's not like I'm loaded with money. And I'll buy products that I know that are conscientiously produced. Yeah. Conscientiously. But also and do your research really, because I'm finding out that some of these companies, like when they lying. use the word sustainable, yeah, it's bullshit sustainable can just mean that they use like a half a cup of less of water to make something. Like I found out that because I have a girlfriend that works in the fashion industry, she said that vegan leather actually causes more pollution mm-hmm. than leather. Yeah. That's so pretty crazy. You got to weave through all the bullshit, but you can use like Dr. Bronner soap. Yeah. Yeah. And... 
I don't know. There's other things, and there's new companies like the the guy who's cleaning out the oceans, like Joe yeah. Rogan had on the plastic guy. Well, that's what I'm He's saying. recycling and making products out it's of amazing. that. It's amazing. Oh, that's so, cool. So that's, I would buy that. That's why yeah. I think you know it's like companies like you know even like Verizon and and whatever big tech companies like they're the ones like the people figuring out the technology to do the shit like that. Like that's what's up. Mm. And the movement towards electric cars, which I don't know, the battery waste, I don't know what that is. But at least it's a, even oh. if it's not doing much, it's a step that's in the, the right direction. That's the one thing I so can't that's, do. So that's I just something can't we do end the battery talking. car thing. Why? I just can't. I just, ugh, I just can't stand it. What? The, the fucking battery car. I can't do it, dude. We're all gonna, I want to hear. You're going to be driving one in fine, less Fine, but years. I'll be the last person to get the battery car. <laughs> well, why? Because I just like the sound of an engine. I want to hear that exhaust. But like they can put speakers in the dude. That's not the same thing. That's fake. I don't like yeah, that. So wait, wait, wait. So, so you like like you like to have like lots of like controlled explosions like. I don't think about it like that. I just That's like the sound of a car. And I, I, I feel like I like the feel of an engine. Your car, I feel like I'm in a, um, for context, Matt has a Tesla. And I feel like we're in this like battery car. And without a warning, I mean, it's kind of cool because you always do it to, for the shock value. You just tap it or floor it the tiniest bit. And it's like you're jolting in outer space. It's and like it's a, cool. It's like a rocket ship, huh? But oh, I just yeah. like the feeling. I like the sound of an engine. I like the sound of the exhaust. I like I like hearing a motor in, when I'm pressing the gas pedal. I, I call me an old school in that yeah, way. Yeah, for sure. I, I think, like I think we'll still have that. And I like yeah. using I think what's going to end up so. happening is like they're, <laughs> I they're, mean, all that. they're yeah. just going to... The, there are going to be car manufacturers like... Manufacturers like Range Rover, Porsche, they're going to make electric cars that feel like gas cars. Right. That makes right. sense. Like it will be indistinguishable. It'll probably just be way faster. That would be cool. That's what they're going to do. Then I could, I could get into it. But yeah. you know, one thing I will say though, is that I, I feel good about our future because I definitely see that younger generations, like the people who are older than us, I don't feel like they set us up to succeed. Whereas now these younger generations, they actually give a shit about the environment. They actually care. And I feel like that's what has been raising consciousness is because a lot of these younger generations, they don't support the bigotry. They don't support the hate. They don't support the pollution. And it seems like the younger generations, even when you see these people on TikTok, they're so much more woke than I think our parents were at that age. It's interesting when you look at the younger generation, though, because as as woke as it seems like the younger generation is, even in standing for something like Black Lives Matter, which is an incredibly impactful and important movement, like when you're looking at these progressive movements, oftentimes it can also have really negative side effects around things like free speech. Mm -hmm. Because at the end of the day, like a, a lot of this cancel culture is rooted in some element of limiting of free speech. And that's a, that's a blurry line. That's a really slippery so wait, slope. So what do you mean? Like, like what are you saying exactly about like... Well, because I think it's like... I think there's a difference between what people say and the actions that they take. A hundred percent. You know what I'm saying? So I think it's... Talk diff- is cheap. Yeah. But, so, it, but, so, but again... Have you ever... Oh man, I feel like I want to just fucking play this fucking video. Like, have you ever heard? Um, 
like the the explan the, the explanation of like what's really going on. Oh God, the post from Tito Ortiz. I I fact checked that. A lot of it's not even true. Oh. I, I people people. There's so true? many commentators and opinions out there that people are not doing the research to actually find out if the stuff that they're spreading is true or not. That's, that's the one. And I will say that's like a huge negative because I think that people have really blurred the lines between opinion and fact. So you think that like, do you know anyone who's racist? Yes. Who? Off, offhand. Like, do you personally know? I ha- yes. I, in my walk of life. Yes. I have known people who are racist. Like, like who? Um, I have an ex-boyfriend whose father's racist. Right. Yeah. But, but what degree? Uh, to the degree that they didn't want me with him because I wasn't white and uh, that they wanted him to be with a white girl. And they basically, uh, what is it called? Like disown? Is that the word I'm looking for? They like mm-hmm. disown their son for being with me. What about you? I don't feel like I'm around people that are overtly racist, but I feel like I'm surrounded by people that... Um, are unconsciously biased all mm. the time. I think everybody is even con- well unconscious or conscious. I mean, I I don't you know because the reality is even I mean for I mean, our for our lives getting to this point, racism has and bias has been a really big part of culture and and society forms your opinions and the way your brain works. Yeah, you have to actively be non-biased. Exactly. Yeah. Well, also, it's yeah. different. I mean, like, when you're white, you don't experience the well, same type of racism. Hold on, though. So, so you're racism. saying that you've, um, you're saying that you, how do you know for sure that, like, I, I have um, all different types of people working for me, you know, Hispanics, blacks, women. I, I've literally, I literally have zero... I'm like, oh, what are you going to do? Can you do it good? I don't even like see. What does it matter how much melatonin's in your skin? I don't know why that would even. It doesn't, but to some right. people no, it for does. For me, it's literally like not even a thing. And I don't think I've like, I mean, my uncle was in prison, so he had to like deal with some of that stuff. And like, I think he kind of influenced my brother a little bit back in the day. But now I know my brother's like not tripping on any of that. I just, I don't really think I've ever, like, known anyone who was, like, actually racist. Hmm. And you're saying you can, me- you can mention that one person. Think about I all was, the people you've I, met. I was bullied in high school by these guys on the football team who called me, I mean, I don't know if I should say it, but, but like, Sand N. Mm-hmm. The right. Sand N-word. Mm-hmm. I was called that in high school after 9-11. That's high, extremely racist. Yeah. That scarred me for many but years. Are they sure. just bullies or do they right. really hate? This are they just saying. bullies? I think, that you know? they're, they're, I think it's both. Well, because, I think a lot of people just say shit because they can. Well, yeah. And but they don't actually think that you're inferior. But if that's anything, the thing. It's being not informed. It's superior. It's opinion. That's what I'm saying. It's not education. I mean, to call me the sand N. First of all, that was after 9-11. Wrong fucking country. I mean, educate yourself. I mean, bin Laden was from Iraq, Saudi Arabia, not Iran. And for you to say things like that to someone like me just shows that you're so willing to be a part of something that you don't even know anything about and that just spreads hate. 
And the more that this guy called me that, other guys would join in and then start calling me terrorist. And did you did you talk back to them or anything? Yeah, I did. But when you're a girl who's dark skin in a predominantly white town, and it's a group of guys who are bigger than you saying these things to you. I'm not saying you should have. I'm just asking. Oh, I, I definitely did, but I didn't put myself in a situation to be at risk of being hurt, if that's what you mean. Like, I, I said what I needed to say, and I left. That was it. You know, I didn't get into a fist fight, which, did you know. Did your feelings get hurt? Of course, yeah. It definitely diminished my self-esteem and put me in a situation where, to be honest with you, and I don't, I don't admit this to many people because it's kind of embarrassing, but to be totally vulnerable, I didn't admit to people that I was Persian until I was in my 30s. I met my husband telling him that I was part Italian and part Austrian or so. I don't even know what I said, but I didn't admit that I was Persian for many years after because I was ashamed and denounced my own culture. Wow. Like that's a, that's an entire part of me. That's my ancestry. And I, I, I cast it away. Are you? Yeah. So what do you think? Does the black, are you black? No, I'm Middle Eastern. Right. No, I'm just saying because it's Black Lives Matter. Right. So, but what about you? Well, and that's... all the racism you've experienced. Yeah, but that's not the topic of conversation. But so why I'm, not? I'm not... Well, it's not... Like, why are I think, we... But, but I think... Because I think part of it is when you look at, like, the experience for black people in America mm-hmm. and, like, and, like, what those families... Of, it's, like... It's like generational trauma yes, from for sure, systemic I'm just, racism. I'm, I'm kind of realizing right now as Susie's talking, I feel like if you're Muslim or even resembling anything from like the Eastern, that it probably would be even worse for you. Considering well, uh, that we're at war and... Worse but it's just or not different worse, here, dude. What he's like, saying is these people have lived in America yeah. for generations, so it's a specific American yes. issue. Yeah, like this is an American thing that's been taking place over hundreds of, of America years. America was settlers here. First people were black people. America was built on the labor of black people, basically, not on the labor of Middle Eastern people. So yeah. that's why it's such a prevalent in- issue because this dates back years in our American history. Have I experienced racism as a Middle Eastern person growing up in America? Absolutely. Because you know it's, it's, Pat, Pat, the difference is like Susie having this experience, this really unfortunate and and obviously like traumatic experience but it's it's more like imagine your great like your great grandfather was like a was a slave and like abused and and then then your grandfather like maybe went through the civil rights movement for example and stood up and made progress but maybe was killed then again by like like really heinous racist people yeah no i get it i and believe so it's, that it's, it's like pass, it's like passed down over and over again and then when it's like when you have a video like george floyd come up it's like it's like it's not changing Triggering. like it's still there you know right. but so i think it that's is why changing. it is it, changing it is definitely changing like it's just one thing that actually makes me really happy about technology is like it's like a fucking spotlight. It's like mm. every, like, don't get me wrong. Like there's a lot of problems with everything being on camera and recorded, like just around personal privacy. And, but, but it'll shine light on terrible things for sure. And it's, it's, it's doing that. Like having Cell like, phones. like perfect connectivity, perfect connectivity, which is like kind of what we were talking about earlier perfect. with 5G. I mean, you think about it, you're seeing Perfect more videos what? like that now than you were before because a lot of people weren't 
like didn't have the money to afford phones. And now phones have become much more affordable throughout the years. So people in lower income brackets can afford. And so it's not like the stuff didn't exist before. We just didn't see it. Yeah. Perfect what activity? Oh, connectivity. Connectivity? Connectivity. Connectivity. Oh, yeah. And video. Because it's like even, even today, like you can't really live stream in like really high quality everywhere right now with 4G. No. With 5G, you will be able to for yeah. sure. Maybe not if you're like but in so some mountain. The, the reason that I'm whatever. bringing this up though is because yeah. you said that uh, there was a problem with free speech when it comes to these movements. Yeah. Well, yeah, totally. I think it's like scary. I was just wondering what you were like specifically what you meant. I just think it's a uh, it's tough whenever it's like do you have free speech or do you not have free speech? It's it's this is actually like a kind of a binary thing where the the second there's one thing that you can't say, mm-hmm. you no longer have free okay, speech. So that's It makes me think of communist Russia and Nazi Germany cuz that's where it starts. That's where that shit starts. When you can't say something or the truth or speak of things that's the beginning yeah so i'm like i'm asking these questions right and i'm trying to really get to the bottom of it and i'm trying to really like i just think it's hard to talk about this shit because we all have especially if you're black like you have an emotional attachment to certain things but i i I definitely think that um there's uh an agenda like I think it's more of a class thing than anything else and like a money hierarchy thing and like a media thing and like it's uh, about control well, well yeah I mean look there's there a was a lot of that it feels like there's a lot of Seneca Park in, in Manhattan which is a part of Central Park now Seneca Park historically was actually where the upper middle class uh, black people lived and they were doing really well there and they established themselves in Seneca Park and what happened was what's something in like the real estate world is called eminent domain. It's when the government can come in and take over uh, land and say that they're going to use it for the public. And you don't really have a say over that as, as uh, individuals of a society. And so what the government did was they placed uh, eminent domain over Seneca Park and they forced all the black people out of that neighborhood and they built part of that as now what's part of Central Park. That's control. That's a business. That's so, a hierarchy. Matt, That's classism. I want to show you this thing. It's like five minutes. I want oh, yeah. you to hear it and yeah, just yeah. see what you think about this. This is basically how oh, basically man. explain to me. So right here you have uh, MSNBC, CNN, ABC. This one's going to be Fox. I'm just going to put that guy on the side. It says, it says highlighter, not Hitler. Calm down, everybody. <laughs> and uh, here you have Black Lives Matter. So... Who is who owns Black Lives Matter? Who invests in Black Lives Matter? Well, the Clinton Foundation. Not true. Who else? George Soros. And this is Antifa. So now you have an event. The major news networks have to cover the event. An African American man is killed by police. It doesn't matter that he's a felon. Doesn't matter that he put a gun to a pregnant woman's stomach and did five years. It doesn't matter that he was in jail for cocaine. It doesn't matter that at the time of his arrest, he was on methamphetamine and fentanyl and was positive for COVID-19. Let's just throw all that out. That doesn't matter. Okay? Unjustly murdered by a police officer. So, the 
down the pipeline. We gotta we gotta organize. So Black Lives Matter organizes all these peaceful protests, right? And they're all protesting and they're fucking outraged justifiably. But what else do you have? You have Antifa, who's paid for by George Soros. These are highly trained professional rioters and escalators. So they move in and disperse throughout all the different riots, right? And then the Clinton Foundation pumps money into promoting this stuff on social media and pushing the movement. And so the networks all scramble because they're, they're filming the social unrest. As these people are protesting, these professional rioters and looters start setting fires. They burn cop cars. They set up brick pallets. They destroy public property. And they stay in the shadows and hide behind and make it look like Black Lives Matter and African-American culture as a movement is unruly, violent, and insane. The media then fucking films all of this shit, and this is all you see in your entire feed. But George Soros and Ted Turner and fucking Turner Broadcasting and the Rockefellers and the fucking list goes on the Rothschilds, they own most of these media companies. And the media companies are making billions of dollars by advertising because everyone's transfixed to the news and everyone's talking about it. So what happens is, is that the same people who instigate the event and organize the protest and escalate the protest make money off the African American community's outrage and further deplete the morality of the United States. Additionally, while all this is going on, Hillary Clinton and her buddies are all on trial. And they don't want this shit on the news. So this is a huge gaslight and people are not paying attention to what's going on. Now, why would they want to do all this? Because they're afraid, first of all, that she doesn't get her appeal and she has to testify. She might be found guilty in a court and then be found, be found guilty of treason, which would mean she would either get jail time or she would be sentenced to death. For, for being a traitor to America. The, the DNC is not going to be, be looked at under a good light in an upcoming election if that's the case. Uh, these people, right, the same people, these companies, all the same six big families, they're the ones who make money off outsourcing all of our products and every all of these services that we do to China. Okay, Donald Trump puts tariffs on everything that comes in from China so that they have to pay a tax to America so that we can rebuild our economy, which takes money away from these families. They desperately don't want Donald Trump to stay in office because they don't want people from the DNC to be prosecuted and go to jail for treason, and they don't want to fucking pay the tariffs to China, and they don't want to build the American democracy because these people are this sick. They want to have control. And they've been getting away with this gaslighting situation on the American people for so many years, they feel entitled to it. There's a huge fucking problem going on where we have turned into this this uh, citizens policing other citizens over a, a, a veil of racism that doesn't exist. I'm, I'm African-American, I'm 38 years old, I've grown up in this country, and I have not experienced actual racism. I have spent 20 years traveling through 48 states and uh, how many countries? I don't know. Let's say 50 countries all over the world. Uh, we don't have a problem with race here. And it's all manufactured. And yes, there is systemic racism, but the systematic racism is put in place by people like this 
people, George Soros made his money by selling Jews to the Nazi party, by ratting people out. That's how he made his thing. Okay? Hillary Clinton is friends with David Duke, who, who's the head of the KKK. The Democratic Party is the party that lost the Civil War. The Democrats wanted to keep slavery. That's what people don't understand. In 1856, the Democrats started the KKK. And I don't understand why we've erased this from the history books. And you can literally just look this up on Google. It's, it's just facts. Just do your own research. So before you get upset, before you start to look at what's going on, before you are told the problem in America, just ask yourself what your own personal reality is. Are you racist? Do you really think you're racist? Do you really see a problem here? You see a, a video on YouTube, you see this, you don't, see, you don't know the statistics. You don't know that 95% of African-American men who are killed are killed by other African-American men. Black Lives Matter isn't there because it doesn't serve this fucking system. It's a political system. And they're using African-Americans and African-American pain and tragedy as a political shield to get their agendas done. And we have to stop this. Alright, someone sent me that video. I don't really know. I don't know anything. I just um, this guy actually might do the podcast. I, I, this is a singer of a band called uh, Bad Wolves. And, Sick uh, name. Yeah, George Soros it, made hold, hold, money hold, hold, selling Jews. He was born in 1930. Just Google Susie. it. He would have been like well, 12 doing that. It just pisses me off. Like well, people putting this problem, information though. out there. This is not hold, informed. Hold on one second. It's bullshit. Okay, but that's the problem. Is that you get people, everyone gets angry, right? And we can't have a conversation. Well, let's look at it this way. That's Maybe. the whole problem. Well, no, I've already had the conversation with you. That's, let's just that's approach what I'm just saying. But I don't know. Facts, facts, maybe not facts. True, maybe not true. But the dynamic he's talking about has some weight. Yes, yeah, that, that I agree that, with. That's what resonated with me is he's asking, I think, the right question. Wait, which before is, you answer, what is gaslighting exactly? What does that mean? He said that a couple times. I think it's like a, I think he's referring to like, it's like, look over here. Deferring. Yeah, it's like exactly. Defer, deferring which, which for me, it makes sense because I'm like, wait a second. The Rothschilds and all, all the, for me, it's like wherever the money is, that's like where the problem is. Yeah. So, th- and, th- that's- and when one percent of our nation controls ninety percent of our money, that's the problem, right? And no president has ever had like the financial stability to not take orders from those people. Like, I don't really know what's going on. All I know is like I've always felt like whoever's the president is just a puppet for the people that really have the money and the power. It's definitely true. So I'm thinking, okay, wait. So yeah, like for the first time ever, like we actually have someone who like doesn't need that money, who doesn't give a fuck about that. And whether you like this dude or not, like I probably wouldn't fuck with this guy. I wouldn't want to be his friend. Like he doesn't seem like a cool dude. But, like, if there's one thing I know, like, he knows, like, business and he knows how to generate money. And, like, from what I've been hearing, I don't know shit, like I said. And that's one thing I love about Joe is he's always like, I don't know. I'm not an expert. Yeah. Um, I know from what I've heard that the economy is doing better. There's, like, so many more jobs for so many black people. And um, 
I also believe that, that like what he said, the statistics are that like most black people are getting killed by other black people. And obviously there are cops killing black people and that's fucked up, but there's also cops killing white people and there's just a bunch of fucked up shit happening and black lives do matter. I'm like all fucking down for it, but let's not like forget about like what's could potentially really be happening um, because we're so caught up on like fighting each other. Dude, a hundred percent. And I, and I think what you're asking and what he's asking, it's the same thing. It's like, who stands to benefit from this? Exactly. Cause someone's, can, someone's the, benefiting, dude. Right. Someone's benefiting. And when you have huge brick pallets, what the, actually, where I the have fuck a, did dude, that I have, from? I actually kind of have a crazy story. So I, I went, I went to North Hollywood. Susie's uh, husband, Pat was doing a job there and I went there to go help him board it up because there's about to be a bunch of protests on the street there. And so I cruised up. My car is really similar to Veronica's. It's like all, all blacked out Audi Q7. And I hopped out of the car. I wear the same thing every day. Like what I wear now is literally what I wear every day. Right on. And I had, and I had, and I had a black mask on. Uh-huh. And so I hopped out of this car and walked up and there were two local business owners sitting in front of the, the shop next to the one he was working on. They immediate they immediately stood up. Oh no, let me actually, I had takeout in one hand and then this is a stupid thing to do, but I had a bat in the other hand. <laughs> the reason, the reason I had the bat is because this was like mid crazy protests going on. And I was just like, I'm not like going out into that without some form of protection. Uh huh. But I got out of the truck and these two guys came up to me ready to fuck me up. They, they looked me in the eye and they were like, who are you fucking with right now? And I just, I stopped, I dropped it. I pulled my mask down and like, I Wait, talked. So who, who did that to you? These were just two, two guys who were like running a sushi shop next to. And they looked at you like, what's up fool. Oh, they came up to me and were like, they were going to fuck me up. Right. So I just, I immediately just dropped my stuff, put it down I talked them down. They were still very suspicious of me. I walked over. They went and took photos of my license plate. Like, and, and so anyways, that happened. It was really tense. And then eventually they, they knew Pat. He came, we connected. He vouched for you. Yeah. We chilled, like it got, it calmed down. And then I started talking to them and they opened up to me as to why. And they, I was like, why, why were you guys so freaked out? And they said, uh, well, you know, there's been protests going up and down in North Hollywood. And they were like, we were at one of the protests last night. And as, as the protest was starting, it was, it was peaceful. Actually, he said as it was ending. As, as the protest was winding down, the whole thing had been peaceful. They said, we saw a blacked out BMW come up that looks just like your car. Three people get out with bricks and bats that look just like you. Tall, skinny white guys wearing all black. And then that's when it got violent. It was like those people like came in and it was like surgical and that they thought I was, they thought like I was like scoping so that, but that made me think of like the Antifa. I mean, dude, it's just, I don't know. I feel like I've always just kind of had like, I don't really, I don't know shit again. There's, there's, there's definitely more than meets the eye with all this. Yeah. And and also like a lot of like, ah, just like, it just sounds so 
whole, like naive and like pretentious and like entitled for a white privileged male to say this, but like love, like it's only going to get solved with like love yeah, from both sides. Right. So I get it. Like, and I've had CJ, one of like my guys that works here with me, who's like grew up, born and raised in South central. And he's like, just like really dope, like black kid. And my, my stepsister is, is half black and Nate was black. And so Nate is half black, right? Angry, resentful, totally like chip on his shoulder. Like he'll never, like he'll never be okay with anything. They'll never, there's no way to make him like happy. He's just, just cause I feel like he almost wants to be upset about something, Victim. you know? Yeah. Right. And, and so CJ was kind of just, he's on some like love dope. Like, I don't know. Like, I don't really have an issue. Like I, I'm not like, I'm not really feeling a problem, you know, like obviously a hundred years ago, there was a fucking problem, but right now I don't know. Like, I don't really know if the problem is as bad as, and there, it seems definitely like there's fueling, there's something's fueling the fire and it's like anger, rage, resentment. It's like, yes, good. Let's keep this going. Like when, what is really happening we're not really figuring that out because people are getting angry. Like you got angry. Well, I only got angry because I've heard you talk about this so many times. That's the only reason. Well, but if it would have I, been the first time I would have been like, okay, whatever, I'll hear this out. But because I've literally heard this so many times, it was just like, Oh my God, not again. So that was really and, why. And the thing here is no matter what goes on in a capitalistic society, some group is going to profit off of what's happening. And they're going to condone it and they're going to feed into it to make more money. So, so, so yes, I, there's, it's complicated. Nothing's simple. Everything's very complicated. Yeah. And but also I, the lives matter, <laughs> the li- black lives matter. I mean, yeah, the sentiment is good, but are we not perpetuating a victim mentality for right. black people by, by doing this? That's a that's a valid point to question. But also, are we not standing up and saying there's enough is enough? I'm so- fucking up, and I'm like, yo, if you're fucking on that tip, fuck you. I'm not on that tip. Like, I'm trying to hire whoever I can, whoever the best man. And that's I feel like everyone I know is like all of us are. Everyone I know, all my friends are. I don't know a single person that's like actually racist. I mean, I have friends like Salty or like who like make stupid jokes and like call, might call people, but they don't really think any less of a person who has a different color skin. That's so but that, ignorant. But, like that's but it's also that, yeah. They always say it's just a different color. It is not. It's a complete different culture. It's, yeah, yeah, I think but that's it's a the, culture. Yeah, it's but not I respect color. all cultures. And I've been I've been beat the fuck out of by black guys for no apparent reason. Right. And I grew up in the system where, where white boys are the minorities. Those so are just ignorant people. Well, yeah, but ignorant people are ignorant people, whether they're black or white. And they're out there. I don't. I don't. I don't. Or whatever. It, more than half this country, I think, is extremely I don't, ignorant. See, I don't agree with that. I don't think half our country is that stupid. I really don't. Okay, maybe Especially they're not, not stupid. Like the but they have their I own agenda. I never said stupid. Maybe they're angry. Yeah, but for someone to, to to be racist, they have to be like very, very stupid. 
like this level of ignorance of some ignorance and and stupidity are not the same thing yeah they don't but they're not the same they're not the same mm-hmm. ignorance is mm-hmm. different you can also you can be educated and you can choose to be a bigot I you think because be of what you've seen, yeah. I think yeah. It, I, I honestly just think if you're genuinely racist, you're just a total fucking. What idiot. is racist exactly? Uh, it's being prejudiced towards uh, someone or a group of people based on the color of their skin is it or their background. Or hate? Uh, I believe prejudice is sort of like the same thing. It's like I think it's different. Uh, prejudice, well, prejudice like, is like a judgment call. Like yeah, yeah you're but, judging but them hate, because hate of that. Is different. Hate okay, is, so then yeah, I think you're right. It's hate. I think racism would be hate, whereas prejudice would be judgment. I think you're right. <sighs> but like, it is. But like, it is. Do, interesting. You, do you think Donald Trump's racist? Yeah. Well, I don't think he hates black people, but I definitely think he's prejudiced. He, yeah, he's prejudiced. He's, he's older. Prejudiced. He came from that culture. What about My all, are too. Hold up, though. What about all the rap songs he's been in? What about before he became president? He was like down with like mad black fools, and mad black fools were down with him. Wait, but as soon I as, still think as he soon probably as judged he, them. As soon yeah. as, I don't know. I, I think for us to even make that judgment call is, that's well, it. Well, here's the reason I say that. Because my uncles are the same generation as right, him. And, and they all, talk all kinds of, you know, N-word stuff oh, and so all that shit. Up. And they laugh about it. See, I think I that, don't think they hate black people, but I think they come from a generation where that was just commonplace and, and cool. Yeah. It was cool to be like that. Like, I think that for me, like, sometimes it's hard for me to, like, understand certain shit because I... I've been the way I've been for so long. Yeah. Like, it's hard for me to even understand how someone would be. You know what? You want me to share something? I don't know how fucked up this is going to be and who's going to come after me. But okay, my stepdad, he rents low income. He owns and rents low. He's a, he's a slumlord of sorts, right? And so he has rented to many black people and they have fucked his apartments up, shit in the toilets till they're clogged and piled. And then he'll rent to a Mexican family that's hardworking. They keep their apartment clean. They pay the rent. He won't even rent to black people anymore because he's had so many bad experiences of them just being like fucking animals and not giving a shit. Maybe they're getting back at the white man. Who knows what their mentality is? But that's real life. That's like really something that happened in his mm-hmm. life. And that's the reason for him not wanting to rent it. He has some black tenants. Some are really cool. But in general, he's very skeptical. Is this that Mark guy? Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. my... my yeah. He's made a generalization based on experiences that have crossed and his path. And for him, it affects his income and, and what he has to clean up after and all this stuff and, and not getting rents. So, Well, that's the thing about like the victim mentality is I feel like if you're angry because of shit that happened to either your... your, your, your he, I don't think he's angry. He's just... No, no, I'm no. Not I'm not talking about him. People. I'm not talking about him. I'm oh. talking about like my friend Nate who's like just angry and he's just a victim. He goes around acting a certain way because he feels that he's been done. And that's where I think the love comes in. What's so weird about that. I don't even see him as a black guy. I I see your friend from South. That's the crazy part. I can't even tell what he is. No, that's the thing is Nate's more white than he is black. Like he's dad's out of the picture and his mom's white and he grew up in Agora. But he's like the guy that's, I don't know. It's just like, I, I just think that I just. Was he, did he grow up in privilege? No. I feel like you can't really grow up in Agora and not have some sort of privilege. Well, he well, was what a little call Tijuana. Privilege? No, he, he definitely didn't have much, but I mean, no, I mean, you know, the apartments across from. Yeah, I know. I knew what you meant. Across like, from Agora Deli. Yeah. Yeah. So. 
the attitude. But still, that's like dude. That is nice. That's still yeah. That's still privilege. I grew up in. I feel like he has resentment for something that has to do with the way he grows up. But here, you can't say that you grew up out in this area and not have been spoiled in some way. Yeah, you just can't. I mean, you're lucky. I've been to many countries. You are very lucky yeah. to grow up in an area like this. Areas like this don't exist everywhere. Hey, even in this country, go down to South Central. It's yeah. scary. It's okay, very yeah. scary. So he's privileged for sure. That, that That's actually the way I've been trying to view a lot of this just in my personal experience and day to day is recognizing that at least for me, I know that I come from a place of enormous privilege and not trying to impose or act like I know what it's like and just literally just try and like be open, like listen and learn and how I can change and help folks that are going through this struggle. That's like, the, that's the way I've been trying to approach it. And I, I work with a lot of people that f- like feel strongly about this movement and advocate strong for yeah. it, but like not blind advocation. Like how do we take real steps to like make changes to the system to, to change these things, you know? Yeah, how do we do that? It's Having really difficult hard. conversations with people sometimes. Like one, one thing we're looking at is like, how do, we, how do we lower some of the requirements in which we hire people into technical roles? Hmm. So like technical roles... But is that the right thing to do? If they're not as good at the job, why would you hire them over somebody who's better? Well, there, there's certain jobs within our field that don't require like a four-year degree to be great at. Like for example, one of the roles that we have is, uh, it's called quality assurance testing. So we create a new version of the app and it needs to be tested. Like we need people that can use it and report yeah. back issues. You don't need so, a four year degree. So that's to do like that. a good role. Like you get someone who's like young, tech savvy, like hungry, wants to work hard. Like a lot of people can do that job. Mm. So we're trying to find opportunities like that to bring more people in. Um, but yeah, I think like I, I think just like as a as a white person of privilege, it's hard to come in with too hard of a take on it. Yeah, I, you know that that's that's what I don't I know been, anything. All I know is that's I, what I've been. It's like well, yeah, I'm not saying that we shouldn't help people, but I just don't know what the right way to do it is. Right? Because I, I, I don't I don't think there's a right or a wrong hurts. way. Yeah, no, I I don't think there's a right or a wrong necessarily. I think it's what works best for you. And I think it's about having those conversations of like, hey, I don't know anything. What can I do? How can I help? You know, I had a conversation with a girlfriend of mine who's black and I said, what can I do to support you right now? And she said, just stay educated. Have well, it, Tell your friends. Tell your friends to get educated. And if you hear anyone say something derogatory, correct them. But how do you get educated? You do your research. You look into the history of why this all started, kind of like what we talked like, about. Well, this okay, is, so like, what it, what, like how? Like what have you found out? So, for example, the thing I talked about with Seneca Village in Central Park, that's something I learned in this. And I was even a history major. And I know a lot about black history because I was a history major. But I didn't realize that the government took over black people's land and literally took it away from them to their own gain and benefit for Mm. money. Well, just look at it this way, too. Now, again, I'm going to just be honest. And, you know, if you want to beat me up after, you can try. Um white people in their nice neighborhoods didn't even want black people moving in yep. because it lowers real estate value. So what I've seen over the last 20 years is there's way more black people in these areas than there ever was. So to me, that's progress. I totally agree. I mean, there was, I rarely ever saw a black person in the Valley and especially up here in the exclusive areas. But 
I see him pretty common now. It's pretty yeah, common and, and we took a huge step forward, and this is good, and we should keep stepping forward. But I think the real issue is with these fucking one percenters. Yeah, actually, I, I wanted to talk about that. Like, it's not just about media, too. If you think about we were talking about commerce and like supporting local, local sustainable businesses. Mm-hmm. Like, Jeff Bezos has a hundred billion dollars. Like, what the fuck, bro? A hundred billion dollars. Are you one still buying person. from Amazon? <laughs> not as often as I was. I mean, but that's just like, that's not going to do anything. But. But it, he, but it is, he though. Could, That's a he thing. Could do Every something. single individual who is could, buying from Amazon is doing something collectively. Yeah. He could pick one neighborhood and say, look, I'm going to do everything I can as an experiment in this neighborhood. I mean, he's never going to not have enough money. And he's, so, done some, he's done some incredible things. I mean, he donated $10 billion for climate change. That's no joke. Right. So, but, so but, why but, would you not buy from Amazon? Well... If you have a problem with like one percent and the control that they exert over our society, I mean, like Amazon is the antithesis of this. Like he's yeah, one but, person that has a hundred billion dollars. But the Rothschilds and the Rockefellers and they have—it's a whole different. I don't know how much of the media they still own because no, no, when no. I looked into it, Ted Turner hasn't involved, been involved with any media for over a decade. They're, so they're like printing the money. Yeah. It's yeah. like a whole different kind of wealth. Like right. Bezos made his wealth from like doing a cool app and like he's like a real entrepreneur. Like these motherfuckers have been like it's generational generations yeah. of controlling. I think it was yeah. like over the Zeitgeist 60%. actually the Zeitgeist talks about this and yeah. how, how they were like it's probably and, and it's it's gotta be connected back to like royal families and Oh like, yeah. Politics yeah. dating back to like ancient Egypt. So like, I mean, there's always been a hierarchy. Think about it. Here's my thing. And then we're going to wrap up. Um, because if we go past th- two and a half hours, it, just think of it like this. I just want to say this one to, last thing. The, there's leaders and there's dies. followers. That's, there's always going to be a hierarchy. But it needs to be that way. It does because most people don't think for themselves. They need to be led. That's why it's so easy to succumb to drugs and alcohol and to succumb to, to lying and to doing all the things that, you know, you don't have to be held accountable for. But like there's a lot of followers and like a lot of sheep yeah. jumping onto this like these movements. Oh yeah. And they're like and they're they're reacting to like regular people like me asking legitimate questions. They're reacting to me to these to us with like anger and rage and like and they're it's like, yo, like just chill. Well, we need to be able to talk about this shit. Nuts is a chance to shine. You know, because everybody exactly. has a voice, right and then now. they go out and they fucking. So it's like, my here's my thing: like these people that have the power, they're like mad smart, and they have like st- endless resources. So there's this guy who started was one of the founders of the Black Lives Movement, like matter, like seven eight years ago. And when I sent this video to Steve, my my. my in my group hyper crush, the guy who raps in my group, it's really smart. Like one of the most incredible people I've ever met. He's all doing all this research on you. He just always, he just knows about everything. So I sent him this video and he's like, yeah, that shit's crazy, bro. Check this out. And he like one up to me and he sent me this video from seven years ago about this black dude on his porch talking about, yo, the black lives movement has been compromised. Like they've taken over all our social media account. Like it was crazy. This guy was, I can't even reiterate everything he was saying but basically what he was saying is like they've hillary and soros and these other people have like 
taken over this thing so that they can use it to like distract people. It's like, so basically what I'm saying is this is a game of chess Yeah. and these fucking fools with like mad power and money are like playing that game. I feel like they're designing the game Mm. for sure. That's what's happening is Mm. like you have people like Bezos that are like playing the game of chess really fucking well, but he's not writing the rules, dude. No, no, no. That's what I'm saying. Okay. But so here's the thing, right? I don't fucking know anything, but if it is a game of chess, all this crazy shit is happening. Like when? Like when, when is it happening? Like months before the election. Yeah. Okay. So what does that tell me? That tells me that there are some people who desperately don't want this guy getting reelected. Why? That is weird that it got crazy right before the election, right? Right. It's like, like why? Yeah. Because I think like, I don't know. This is just what my gut tells me. And it kind of, it kind of like makes sense from like a bird's eye view when I'm looking down on the whole thing. It's like, okay, so this dude is not doing anything that like politicians want because he's not a politician. No, he's like the first, he's like for the he's first a reality star. Well, he's actually like a, um, like, a a, a legendary First and foremost, he's like a legendary businessman and like he's in all the rap songs. Before he was a reality star, he was like this guy who like did all this amazing stuff and was like this great entrepreneur and shit. I mean, he also declared bankruptcy. but But he's just like a dude, like a dude that like won big, right? He's not a politician. So the politicians are frantically trying to get him out so that because the way shit's been for all this time is finally getting challenged by someone who actually has money and and I don't know I never really fucked with him nor do I but I'm just kind of wondering like wow like what if the rebel like hero character looked like that yeah and it kind of makes sense to me because like the guy who who is that character is always being made to look Hmm. bad Hmm. and everyone's trying to make him look bad and he's like i don't give a fuck like if there's one thing that i can say for this guy he doesn't like like lie he doesn't fit the mold or he doesn't like pretend to be something he's not he's a complete asshole all the time that's true do you know what i'm saying yeah like so for me like i've been mis uh, misjudged and misunderstood my whole life because i'm that way too and I'm feeling like, wow, like this dude is just so like authentic that it, it people does, it just does, can't it, even believe that he's, yeah, I don't know. It's like, weird. It, 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 do, it, it does appear that like, he's just living life in constant flow <laughs> right. and he just like, doesn't give a fuck. No. Like he's just, he's just stream of consciousness all the time. Yeah. And, and he, he, it's funny because he, maybe he doesn't, well, he does lie. He does seem like he lies a decent well, amount, well, because, but I don't, but it doesn't seem like it's necessarily always coming from a place of like, he's like trying to deceit. It's right. more just like, he didn't, he was wrong. He's just like getting it. He's just yeah. like getting it. He's I, just saying he is, something and then it ends up being wrong. He is pretty crafty though. I read sure. that he's one he's of very, the very few presidents who actually donates their, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Income from so being president. Let me ask you this. Do you believe does any, everyone here believe that Donald Trump wants to make America great again? How do you define make America great again? I'm just saying, do you think that that's what he wants to do by yeah, his definition? I, I think so. By his definition. I What's think his definition? To improve well, America. you'd have to ask him. 
I'm just saying, do you believe that his intentions are genuine? I think that he does. No. So, so long as it, so long as he also benefits. Yes, that I agree with. Like, I think he is like, if he feels very like egomaniac, he's a businessman. He's, he's totally like, going to think of himself. He wants, he wants, he's, it feels like he's using this all as an opportunity for himself, but I don't think that's mutually exclusive from, but hold up. This dude came into the presidency, like a billionaire. So why would he need to, it's like a power thing. Right. Okay. Okay. But like, I don't know. Like, I feel like the more money you have, the more money you want. Yeah. But like, I, I, I think why would he come? What, what are his intentions? His intentions must be to make America great again by his definition. I mean, obviously why would he and also make sure his family and children and children's children are set for the rest of their lives. Okay, and I don't person. necessarily... And his legacy lives on. I okay, cool. Is there every, something wrong with that? Every, no, I'm not, I don't think there's right. anything wrong it with that. It sounds like we're making that into being a bad thing. No, I, I'm not an anti-Trump person by any means. I just think that there's a lot of self-servingness to his intentions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he seems selfish and, fo- and very focused on himself. I mean, he put his name in gold on... Yeah, but what would make him look better yeah. than being a president that made America great again i mean right that, that would exactly. be the, the the icing on jobs his are up economies up yeah I, I, from, if he was from, looked at through history from, and, and from what i've from what i understand like all the statistics are up i mean even like this child slavery or this trafficking he's like obsessed with that I mean, it, it, well, but that's the thing, though. You're, you're not wrong, Veronica, that's but funny. I don't know if you're right either. I mean, yeah. if he was involved I, with look, Jeffrey I Epstein. I don't know. My thing is I've always been like the punk rock was guy. Was he involved with Epstein, too? He, so, yes, he was friends with Epstein. There are many photos. He's been to the island. Yeah. So here's my thing. Like, when everyone's trying to hate on someone, I automatically am like, hmm. You ask why. Yeah, like, I don't just follow what everyone else is doing. So... I'm just want, not wanting to get caught up in the in the hate parade. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Well, here's and, my and, and, and have you, I, did you hear the interview with Barstool Sports guy and Trump? No, do you know the bar, you know Barstool Sports? Oh yeah, yeah, but who, who interviewed so him? So El Presidente. Yeah, like the main guy who does the pizza reviews. Oh yeah, he interviewed him. He, he interviewed fucking him. interviewed Trump. Wow, and it was like amazing. It oh, was I like, have to watch. Wow, it. like I think it was the best PR move Trump ever could have done because it just showed you like. Yeah, like this is a guy who's just trying to like do some good in a system that is so fucked up. Yeah. Right? And there's so many obstacles. And this guy's, it seemed to me like Trump is just like, he's so gnarly. He's such a fucking gnarly businessman that he's just like able to just like, you know how when you're like a, in a business, doing business, you kind of need to kind of, not take anything that seriously and you just need, keep he, moving forward and just like make little deals all the time. And like, he's just so good at that. And another thing is like, my dad is obsessed with him and my dad is like someone who I really fuck with and also kind of don't fuck with, or at least I thought I didn't. But the more I'm like kind of going more towards like this open-minded thing and like what's really going on here okay yeah i don't like how he acts i don't like how he talks but what's actually happening and what is he actually trying to do and why and sort of been looking at some of the other sides of things like my whole facebook i don't know how this happened maybe because i like this one fucking video but like my whole facebook feed now is like all like 
Republican shit. And everything that they say makes so much sense. <laughs> it's crazy. Well, I mean, minus I'm not, where they stand on abortion, but yeah. I don't like, I don't, I'm not really like, I don't want to label myself anything. And I don't think we should be even doing that anymore. I think yeah. we should just be people Agreed. that like, uh, find the middle ground. But like, um, yeah, we need to do out I mean, with the party system. But it definitely seems like he's our best option. I mean, Biden can't even well, fucking. He can't even string. string words together. That guy. It's whatever happens. It, it's well, it's the underdog. I feel like this guy right now is the underdog in a lot of ways because everyone fucking hates him. But he does he does say a lot of dumb shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, like he he's not like I I actually okay yeah no 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 go ahead go ahead. So here's my thing yeah. is. Trump is whatever, but the opposition freaks me out because freedom of speech, they're on, this seems like they're on board and supporting that at least to get votes and more government control and more hindering and taxation of private enterprise worries me a lot. I agree. And I think a lot of things could be solved by private enterprise. Before there was so much uh, welfare state, private industries would give to charity. Yep. But now they take so much taxes and everything. The government is too involved in business. I think too involved in a lot of things. And people are leaving California and the United States to manufacture. I mean, they're kind of just, all the entrepreneurs are getting moving on because they can't make any money here. Okay. But, but, but do you think that America is a business? America is the reality show of the world. That's what I think. A business. Okay, but here, check this out. This is like one of the illest scenes I've ever seen in my life. Watch this. Jefferson, huh? 
My friend Jefferson is an American saint because he wrote the words, all men are created equal. Words he clearly didn't believe since he allowed his own children to live in slavery. He was a rich wine snob who was sick of paying taxes to the Brits. So yeah, he wrote some lovely words and aroused the rabble and they went out and died for those words. Well, he sat back and drank his wine and fucked his slave girl. This guy wants to tell me we're living in a community. Don't make me laugh. I'm living in America. And in America, you're on your own. America's not a country. It's just a business. Now fucking pay me. So... So if America is a business, which I think it is, I think all it's all about money and power, then who would who who's a better person? Like my dad always says that his dad used to always say, one day we're gonna have a businessman as our president. And now we do. And sometimes I think like we're it's almost like we're in this ring, right? We're in this boxing ring and you have like Russia and like China and like Iraq and like all these big fucking gnarly fighters, which I wish it wasn't that way. I wish it was like Gandhi and like Buddha, right? But it's not. It's like gnarly motherfuckers that are trying to fuck shit up. So it's like, all right, well, if that's what it is, then we might need a dude like this. And the reality is, I'm just trying to look at it. I know, but it's like if you had Elon Musk. Let's say Elon Musk is, is, yeah. is, let's say he's the guy instead of Trump. I would be, I think would be way better. But the reality is, is if it's him, you have someone like that going. If, if he's not aligned with whoever's really in control, then whoever's in control is going to, they're going to figure out a way to stir society up, to right. put, to, to go against him. It's kind of scary. Like if it is this. And, and the Rothschilds and the Rockefeller are trying to get Trump out so he doesn't change shit for the better. I'm kind of scared to see what will actually happen if he gets elected. What are they going to try to do next? But this could all, I could be totally wrong about all this and he could just be, I don't know, what's the worst thing he could be? Who's that, Trump? Yeah. Like, what's the worst thing that he could actually be trying to do to the country that's, like, not good? Well, I think the worst thing going is to war. war. Right, yeah. going to war. Like, just saying, like, fuck you, pissing off other countries. And He's then been they... surprisingly effective, though. I mean, maybe not surprisingly, but I think other countries, they're like, whoa, this guy's really crazy. Like, right. like, like, look at his Twitter. It's have you really seen this guy's? Right? Have you seen this guy's Twitter? We, it's like a bad? reality show. We better not fuck that's, with no, him. But that's the thing. That's why <laughs> I say America is right. a real is the reality show for the world. Everybody, look at the Japanese. They want to be just like us. Everybody steals from our culture mm. because we, in a sense, I can see how we are a business. Like we are the reality show of the world. We're not going to crumble because there's no. There's, it's so funny, dude. America's too good to watch. It, this is. You want to hear something crazy? All these fucking people, low key, are like somehow like agreeing. Corporations run America, not yeah, the president. They do. That's true. Someone yeah. said, "Is the president really the president?" Look at pharmaceutical companies. The old guard establishment hates Trump. Yeah, just like reading some of these comments. All right, thanks for listening, guys. We have to wrap up because <laughs> what happens is when it's too big. I try to make the file, I upload the file and it, I have to like compress it. Oh, and then you lose the quality. Yeah. So I can't really go over like, <laughs> it's, this might be.